All right, boys. So, um, given all the things in recent news, I figured we could uh, dedicate an entire podcast talking about the greatest time. Um, and when I say the greatest of all time, I'm, ta- I'm specifically referencing Tom Brady signing with the Buccaneers. <laughs> He's the greatest of all time, and I want to talk about him all week. <laughs> no, I'm I mean, He's, uh, you know, doesn't even have the most Super Bowl losses. Jim Kelly's got him beat there. <laughs> he was born to wear that. Yeah. What is it? The light, light cream orange, I think. Yeah. yeah. Creamsicles. Creamsicle. Yeah. There you go. But, um, yeah, I was saying we're going to talk about the goat this week, but it's not Tom Brady, the goat. We're going to talk about a different goat. In my opinion and many people's opinion, the greatest of all time in terms of MCs, rappers, lyricism. The one and only Black Thought, legendary Black Thought of the Roots, Tariq Trotter, from the Roots. Um, yeah, the opus MC of all time. You might know him as Tariq, the uh, the guy with the beard and the sunglasses that plays on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon in the Roots. That's how you might know him. But if you don't, uh, we're gonna take a deep dive into uh, a couple of EPs that he released in the past couple of years. Um, I guess like the whole buzz started in 2017. He went on Funkmaster Flex Hot 97 and dropped this crazy 10 minute freestyle and just pretty much set the bar. Like he, yeah. re- he reset the bar. Like like people have gone to that show. That's like a legendary like spot. That's like 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 Showtime the Apollo. You know what I mean? This is like a rite of passage is to go on Hot 97 and freestyle for Funk Flex. And he did this and just kind of he kind of broke the internet for a few days. He was like the number one trending topic and everything. And then like shortly after that, that that created a buzz. And then he released the first Change of the Thought album, which is uh produced by Wonder mostly minus the last track, which is produced by Crisis. But yeah, would you check that music? Yeah, and you cut out a little bit there, but you said produced by Ninth Wonder. Um, yes. If anyone didn't catch that, uh, it just to add to that, um, if you haven't seen that freestyle, you can pull it up on YouTube, um, and then I would also say pull up the Jimmy Fallon clip where he was on the Tonight Show, and Jimmy Fallon printed out what he said in that freestyle. Um, and just the interview afterwards, and they're both worth every minute of your time to watch them. It is absolutely amazing um, just to know that it was off the top of his head. But yeah, let's kick that music and get into this shit, man. Two for ten. Yo, the big world keep turning like Ikes and Animes The church kitchen hustling dinners every Saturday Pull over, let me grab a plate I tend to gravitate towards our fish dinners from a styrofoam platter taste My granddaddy sported plaid Donnie Hathaway's Hustling for everything we had till he passed away When I would ask him about what path to take He used to laugh and say, no man is an island, but I'm a castaway Casualties, I've seen them like the French Foreign Legion On the streets, they used to carry out bizarre procedures So, uh, we have our usual musical guests here tonight uh we got my favorite co-host in the world admiral nips how are you tonight my friend two sweetest words in the english english language <laughs> default default <laughs> oh god um 
You know, you are definitely my my favorite and my best co-host. There is there is no doubt about that, my friend. Well, um, we know it ain't ghosts, that's for sure. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mean ghost? You mean ghost? The uh, the friend of mine that told me that he wanted to play Trials with me on Monday night, and then I found out that he was playing Trials on Xbox instead. Yeah, he wanted to uh, go to the lighthouse. Yeah, I, I was actually referring to the ghost that called me a buster. I mean, he doesn't even know what the uh, what a buster actually is. That's the ghost we're <laughs> talking about. Yeah, that's uh, the same one. So, uh, so that non-buster that was just speaking is our good friend Chuck. Chuck, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm a fucking splendid, man. I'm having a great night. And uh, last but not least, uh, also rocking a blue hoodie. He's matchy-matchy with my co-host, Admiral Nips, here tonight. Cliff, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing really good. Doing really good. Glad to be here. Awesome. <laughs> uh, are you guys ready to talk some music? Yeah. Sure. Uh, Chuck, you fucking killed it this week, man. Why don't you uh, Why don't you kick us off with uh, with what's going on here? All right. So yeah, um, I guess this whole uh, idea. I mean, it had been an idea to be kicking around for a while, and I think you had specifically mentioned this album prior to your last selection, like weeks before it was even your turn to choose, and you were talking about doing. Um, I think you talked about doing like the last Roots album or something that I mentioned. Oh, you can't do that unless you do that Half-Life. Or yeah, yeah. I was thinking maybe that or the Streams of Thought. And um, I don't know. I, I went back and listened to Streams of Thought and then especially our uh, conversation about Gift to Gab and all that kind of kind of put the bug in my ear, you know, as far as like talking about like pure, raw lyricism and um, and in my personal opinion of Black Dog being the best. That, like he is in my opinion hands down the best like there's he's, he's the whole package like some dudes are very lyrically gifted some dudes have a really good delivery or like a really cool voice like he's like the total package as far as i'm concerned longevity that dude's been around since like the early 90s and um yeah he's he's been doing it he's been dope he's never not been dope so yeah that was um where i got the idea the first installment Shames of thought volume one was produced by ninth wonder uh ninth wonder in a lot of people's opinion is also a top 10 if not type 5 producer oh yeah yeah he's uh known for uh well he he became popular as part of the group little brother out of uh north carolina i think it's north carolina central university him and uh fonte and big poo kind of like they created a group and it got big and they blew up and then he eventually um i think his name got out there through um he produced a song on the black album and that's how like, he became more of like a household name for the people that weren't familiar with the little brother projects but yeah, Ninth Wonder is really good. Uh, sample-based production, very he- very heavily sample-based production, um, like similar to uh, Jay Dilla, Pete Rock, DJ Premier, Watch Professor, like that in that vein, sample-heavy. Um, he was like synonymous with the uh, the production software Fruity Loops. Like he was the one that kind of like championed that. Like well, what everybody at the time was either using NPC or. Um, or reason or whatever he was the one who was using fruity loops and people think fruity loops it was like the um like people would associate that software like with the play school kitty version of like a digital audio workstation yeah dude fruit fruity like, loops was, was not legit when it first came out and he he yeah. like showed it he it's like someone taking like a professional video editing software and then he came out with windows movie maker and was like hey this is better video yeah, he's like he's creating a Rembrandt with the fucking etch a and shit. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? like, exactly. 
Yeah, his his production is really really good. I mean, uh, if you're into hip hop, especially that era of hip hop, you're really into sample based production, especially. So um, yeah, that's Ninth Wonder all day. Like that's him. Like you go back and look, his little brother projects are like groundbreaking. Like that was like for the time in that era. Like yeah, they had a buzz, and a large part of that was. In Ninth Wonders production, dude, uh, think- is that was also an incredible MC. That dude is also like top ten in my opinion. He's way up there. Um, but yeah, like the little brother stuff is incredible. But then uh, Ninth Wonder came out with his own a couple of solo projects. He had the Dream Merchant. He had uh, stuff Dream with Volumes One and Two. He had with Murs, man, his his shit yeah. that he did with Murs was amazing. I mm-hmm. almost picked one of those albums for for us to talk about dude, already. Yeah I, yeah, I was listening to Ninth Wonder. I was listening to all yeah. this, and then I like went down a rabbit hole of all the Murs and Ninth Wonder stuff. I started yeah. with the other one with the uh, Murs Three Sixteen. Yep, Three Sixteen is amazing. And then Murray's Revenge, man. Like I forgot like how great those albums are. You know, like some albums like. They don't stop being good. They're just cyclical mm-hmm. in your in your uh, in your library. You know, what I mean, you go through certain phases, and then you go back and like, wow, man, this shit is so great. And then like you you think about those times, like 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 where you were in life when you were listening to that album heavily. And like I was like immediately transported like 2008. Whenever I got out of school and I moved back to New Mexico, and I was like working at this job, and I remember just like jamming that shit nonstop. But man, Ninth Wonder is incredible, and he um but. but coincidentally like this project with black thoughts in my opinion it's not his best work i mean some of there's some good beats on there don't get me wrong i'm not saying it's bad by any stretch but like compared to the ninth wonder that i know and love like this is a dude that it's it's just not as uh like i don't know maybe maybe it had to do the fact that he was on black they had black thought on every track and you're not listening to the beat when you're trying to keep up with what the fuck this guy's talking about fuck yeah yeah what'd you guys think Rob. I would say uh, for me, it was it was a it was not a album I could sit down and just listen to. Like it was not something that I could just have on and do other stuff with. No, it's not uh, background music. No, it's not. Uh, I, I said in our group chat that it was like homework, like the good kind of homework, the you know, the stuff you like doing. But it was. Uh, like you had to pay attention the whole time and like instrumentally didn't do much for me like the the beats were were fine but they were just sort of not the thing that you were drawn to in this and but it was amazing there's like references to everything you can imagine under the sun under the last hundred years and it was just like I found myself on Wikipedia a couple of times looking up things (laughs) that he said just to make sure that I I got the reference, um, and yeah, I thought it was it was not something I would have ever listened to on my own, and I'm glad I did because it is like completely out of my comfort zone, and I enjoyed it immensely. Um, so Cliff, you are from you know PA man, so so you've you've had more knowledge of of the roots than a lot of people. Um, what yeah, was your I, take I, on it, man? Yeah, I, um, a friend of mine almost got run over by Questlove one time. Like, <laughs> he was driving like a, it was like a Nissan Cube or something. What, what was that thing? It was like a square car. Anyway. Yeah, Cube. Yeah, yeah, we were gonna like, yeah, we we're gonna be like, yell at the guy, and we were like, yeah, that's Questlove that car. <laughs> like, hey. Um, <clears throat> I don't know who else. He just anyway, he could, anyway, but um, and he was like a big dude in his little car. It was really funny, but um, yeah, no. So this album is like. 
like it's like unbelievably dense like the amount of stuff he goes like it's not super long like all the songs like you know some rap songs like can be four or five minutes long and pe- there's a lot of repetition and people keep coming back to verses or um like a chorus and whatnot but he just like go like it comes on and he just like starts going and doesn't stop until the song's over and it's like hard to keep up and there's like so so i try to spend a fair amount of time listening to it and going through it and stuff and i feel like i'm like I got like ten to twenty percent of what he's talking about in this whole album, <laughs> um, and he does, and it's like the cadence is, it's really, it's great cadence, great, really perfect. He's jumping all over the place. He's actually saying stuff that's cool. He's not just kind of like throwing out like, right. Um, right. like on our last album. You know, uh, Gift of Gab was like that dude can like super rap, like amazing. But a lot of what he was saying when he was going fast was just like kind of throwing stuff out there, and it wasn't a lot. I don't think there was a lot behind it in some of that. And this dude is like everything behind this is like some sort of like as you're saying like wikipedia rabbit hole that you just like go like so you spend like 10 minutes on like one song and then trying to figure out what he's talking about and then like you know ignore the other stuff but um yeah no it was really good i really liked it and even the the beats i thought were pretty cool they did a lot of weird stuff um i noticed with like time signatures it seems like like the yeah the way the timing of the beats matched up with his rapping and the way they changed it up was was really interesting. Um, I mean, since since uh, Chuck's been talking about time signatures, I'm like, I looked up what they were and like, and then paying <laughs> more attention to it. So, and I noticed that there was some like good changeups here that kind of like throw you off a little bit. So, yeah, but um, a hundred percent, dude. <clears throat> I uh, I think well, hands down, Chuck. This is this is my favorite thing that you've ever picked. Um, but I'm a I'm a fan, like I'm a f- fan of Black Thought. Um, I got Cut into the dumb life, looking like what what the fuck, bro? Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. Like I didn't say this other shit was bad. I'm just saying, like, you know, I brought I brought Gift to Gab to the mix the last time, and then you like you like fucking wholeheartedly trumped it, man. And I w- I was listening to. I wasn't um, trying to outdo you. I just, I, we were talking about it. So I was like, okay, I can pick something that I like, or I can pick something. I mean, obviously, I like it all. I can pick yeah, something yeah. that has, like, a, like, like from a certain era that has certain, like, meaning to me. But I'm like, you know what? I want to do a deep dive. Like, I want to, like, go into this. I want to, like, pull quotes. I want to look at the lyrics, read them out, interpret them. Like, this could be, like, a fucking liter- like a literature class. Like, straight up, we're going to go into it. And um, I was, like, I was talking, I was listening, uh, I think it was Sunday. Or Saturday, I don't remember. One of those days when I started doing notes, I, I pulled three quotes from the first song, from two fifteen, and um, three quotes: a four-bar quote, a four-bar quote, eight bars, and then just not even like talking about, like not even like going into like the cadence and the schemes, the rhyme schemes that he has, or just what he's saying, like the references that he makes, filled up an entire one one full page, twelve point font of notes, just with three quotes yeah. for the first song. He's and then um, I was like, wow, it's, it's a deep dive. It's, there's a lot to it, a lot to unpack. We're obviously not going to get to it all, but it's uh, it requires critical listening. It's, it's in the same in the same vein as um, Aesop Rock. Yeah, Aesop Rock yeah, is critical 100%. listening, but it's more um, abstract, more poetic. He's like more like 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 he's trying to basically uh, paint a picture from his imagination. You know what I mean? Whereas Black Thought is more like in the now in the current here present and, and trying to uh i guess say something different but you could tell like the guy's like very well educated well read like he's making references to like world history that i had no fucking idea about who these people are talking about 
until you actually go down and break it out. Like, wow, this guy's fucking what the fuck he's doing. I think I think him and Ace both have the ability to allow you to listen to a song a hundred times and still fucking pull shit out of the song that you didn't realize before. Like, I'll listen to I'll listen to ASAP rock shit that I've heard a million times, like for for fucking 15, 20 years, right? And all of a sudden a reference just clicks because of the way that he paints it. But the way that, that they, they both deliver the message is different. Like one is very abstract where, where black thought is very like straight on, like, and you, you know, there's less, um, there's less metaphors and it's more direct, but it's, it's super fucking, it's super deep, like you said. But, um, one thing that I will say, like everyone, everyone says it's like homework, right? But this is the type of, music that i like love like this is this is my style of hip-hop so like i will put it on as background music and then just have quotes and shit like pop out at me as i'm listening to it right like i I don't know what it is but i just i love the style of music so you can't follow this you can't just sit down and listen and follow everything he's saying no it's impossible yeah because you you get stuck on stuff and then he kind of keeps going and you just like and then you kind of let that go and something else pops in your head and so each time you listen to, you know, it's like a little different, right? Yep. Like what yeah. you get stuck on. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, let's uh, let's let's talk about music because uh, we have a lot to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. so two fifteen first song on the album. Two fifteen. Yo, the big world keep turning like Ikes and animes The church kitchen hustling dinners every Saturday Pull over, let me grab a plate I tend to gravitate towards our fish dinners From a styrofoam platter taste My granddaddy sported plaid Donnie Hathaway's Hustling for everything we had till he passed away When I would ask him about what path to take He used to laugh and say, no man is an island But I'm a castaway Casualties, I've seen them like the French Foreign Legion On the streets, they used to carry out bizarre procedures And jean jackets and jabardidas Back when local R&B was just a soul full as orthopedics Me and my man twisting up some reefer and wishing we knew all the town Hitman and the likes of Sam Christian on the edge of existence Man, listen, understand, respect and fear was the all-American ambition For badass kids in the laundry man folding a load When lo and behold, the whole uh, other We're going to start with, with Volume 1, I'm guessing, right? There's two EPs, Volume 1 and 2 yeah, so, so if, if you're going to follow along at home and go through and listen to this, um, I would say the best way to do it is to make a playlist, a separate playlist with just these two albums and, and play it as one continuous album. Because, I mean, while they're, they're two separate works that were released like maybe less than a year apart, um, it, it plays really well in, in, in terms of like the song, the album, like, like, like the two together, one full album. And um, they're, they're produced by two different people. But yeah. I, that, that's how I would listen to it. That's how I chose to listen to it, most of it, anyways. But yeah, first awesome. track, it yeah, is great. Hey, can you can you explain something to me? So, why does the quote two fifteen get get uh, referenced throughout both albums? Like, what's the significance of two fifteen? It's my area code. Is that what it is? Oh, uh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. See, I, I just wanted to, by the way. Just oh, so, um, See, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, so when I was growing up, like, uh, so I grew up, um, 
not to derail things. So I grew up like outside the city, like kind of, it was almost used to be the country. And now it's like the suburbs kind of, and then I moved to the city for a long time. And then I'm like back in the suburbs now. But, um, so when I was growing up, everything was two and five. And then at one point they split out the city and suburbs into two and five and six one Oh. And so like, anyway, so like two and five became like more of a rallying cry after that, I think. And so anyways, that's like the city uh, zip code or the um, area code. Okay. Okay. There you go. That makes sense. Because it, yeah. it's constant. It's through both albums. Like he references it in both albums and it's the first song. So awesome. Yeah. Um, that's cool. I love how this beat starts out and then instantly changes as soon as he comes in. Yeah. They change up the timing. It's like a, yeah. it's a straight like normal like four four or whatever or something. And then it goes into some weird obscure like like crazy jazz beat uh for the whole song until the very end and it kicks back in the four four at the like the last couple seconds when it goes back to when it like fades out yeah that's one thing the ninth wonder does a lot he um he changes up his beats so like whether it be an intro an outro or a bridge he'll like throw in a different sample cut out the drums or throw in different drums and it'll be like like a bridge but it's like not using the same elements so he'll, he'll, he'll it's basically like just a change up altogether. And it's uh, just a different way to arrange tracks. But yeah, most of the time, most tracks, these ones, um, especially, they, they basically ninth one that makes a beat, send us a black thought, and then he writes around the arrangement. Uh, okay. But yeah, I had a quote from this one. I have, I have three quotes in this one I talked about. Okay, so the first one, he says, uh, me and my man twisting up some reefer and wishing we all knew the town hitman in the likes of Sam Christian. On the edge of existence, man, listen. Understand, respect and fear was all American ambition. Me and my man twisting up some reefer and wishing we knew all the town. Hitman and the likes of Sam Christian on the edge of existence, man, listen. Understand, respect and fear was the all American ambition for badass kids. He talks about we all knew that we all knew the town hitman and the likes of Sam Christian. Sam Christian, I looked this up. He's a former Black Panther and the eventual founder of the Philadelphia Black Mafia, or um, Moss Number Twelve, which was a uh, an, uh, organized crime. They were they were basically a gang there, and um, his dad was actually a member of the same gang as well. So yeah, like this is like he's talking about like actual history that you wouldn't know. Like like the average Joe is not going to know who Sam Christian is. But yeah, I thought that was pretty crazy. And then um, another stats he says, uh, "You gossip on Jay and Beyonce." Or Kim and Kanye, but keep rising to the top is what my mind say. Picture my daughter drinking water where the signs say for colored girls. I ain't talking into Zaki Shange. Before they clap, Franz Ferdinand, you gossip on Jay and Beyonce or Kim and Kanye. But keep rising to the top, what my mind say. Picture my daughter drinking water where the sign say for color girls. I ain't talking into Zaki Shange, who said a cynical. I was a king and general, rich, and every resource, precious metal and mineral. Into Zaki Shange, she was a spoken word artist, and then she became a playwright. And um, she's the one that wrote uh, the Broadway play for colored girls who have considered suicide slash when the rain blows enough. She uh, actually was nominated for a Tony Award back in the 70s. So, like, yeah, he, he's, like, referencing, like, these playwrights from the 70s and shit. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, this, I think a lot of stuff here, like, because he starts off talking about his dad, I think. Is that right? Is this the one? Yeah, he talks a little about his, I think about his dad or his, no, it's his grandpa, I guess. Look, I'm cheating a little bit. But, um, and, uh, like I feel like a lot of this stuff is about his him like growing up, you know, yeah, a lot like, of just it being is. a kid. 
like this song well, like the, um i don't know anyway there's also another um cool resource that i checked out there he was uh, actually interviewed in the new york times like they did this whole interview with them and he uh, went into like his childhood and growing up so basically he grew up in philadelphia inner city philadelphia and um his dad was actually murdered like before he was like even turned one years old he was a baby he never even knew his father but uh yeah so like he grew up with his mom and then this was and then like during the 80s like during like the crack epidemic like she eventually like became hooked on drugs and then he uh started selling drugs and then like his 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 uncle it's like they had sent him away to live with his uncle in detroit for a while and he came back and shit was all fucked up and his mom like went missing and she was she's missing for like weeks and then eventually that they found her like they were checked they, they they stopped checking hospitals and jails and shit instead of checking morgues and they fucking found her she was like stabbed to death and shit this was like he was 16 years old so like these like traumatic experiences that like shaped this this person and uh yeah eventually like he he, he got into graffiti and then got into this like um the school for like fine arts where he met quest love like in high school and shit and then they started performing like like on the street corners just him and quest love like playing the drums they had like a guy playing the upright bass just three of them on street corners and shit but that's like where he came from but yeah he talks about his life and growing up like throughout throughout the album yeah they went to the performing arts. yeah so in philly they have uh there's like neighborhood schools like if you so you can always go to your neighborhood school but they're usually pretty bad i mean it depends on where you live and stuff but and then um they got these charter schools and one of them is the performing arts charter school and i think that's where those guys went yeah. and it's not easy to get like you have to like te- like like you have to like test into there kind of but like test is like as a um whatever performing artists do i don't know but like you got to get like select to go there so they got to like have some talent to get in there uh, so that's actually pretty like impressive that they got in that school um regardless of your background you know what i mean yeah <clears throat> but um yeah so the other like in the song the one that i kind of liked was uh just because you know i like the political stuff and where he's like like since black when burning man was blacks in birmingham <laughs> before yeah. the presidential election diversion scam like the diversion anyway matter of fact before they clapped franz ferdinand i was like fuck it like hell yeah dude, dude <laughs> that was one that stuck out in my mind too. dude i was like i like kept some shit humming that to myself the rest of the day yeah. that's some good that's that's yeah that's some shit like, so um, the one thing i really liked um from this that that sticks out every time he says it and granted it's like right in the beginning um but when he's like my granddaddy sported plaid donny hathaway's hustling for everything till he had our everything we had till he passed away when i asked him about what path to take he used to laugh and say no man's an island but i'm a castaway and like that's that's dope dude yeah yeah man Yo, the big world keep turning like Ike's and animes The church kitchen hustling dinners every Saturday Pull over, let me grab a plate I tend to gravitate towards our fish dinners From a styrofoam platter taste My granddaddy sported plaid Donnie Hathaway's Hustling for everything we had till he passed away When I would ask him about what path to take He used to laugh and say, no man is an island But I'm a castaway Casualties, I've seen him like the French for a legion on And even leading in that, I'm like, I'm looking at the lyrics, sorry, but like towards how fish dinners taste from styrofoam plat, how a fish dinner tastes from a styrofoam platter tastes. I don't know. Like yeah. I just like I, so in Philly, we got like you can get like fish platters off of um. I he's talking about church stuff, but you can get these fish platters off of uh, food trucks. And that's just what it makes me think of these like um Caribbean places, like Caribbean trucks that sell like anyway. 
Right, so this, while we're on quotables, uh, this other line towards the end, he says he finishes up. It's like the last bit, eight bars of the, of, the, of the song. He says, "Who keep it a hundred when everything's partial? Dignity and sanity is what the game costs you. Wake up to the paddles on your chest. We had lost you. I'm painting a picture, a picture just like Kerry James Marshall." Now, Kerry James Marshall is like a famous like African American artist. Like I, I looked, I looked him up, and like he's like really, like a, he's like a really, really well known like painter and shit. And then um, right after that, he says, "I'm just taking a picture like Carrie Mae Weems." So smile and say cheese me in 2018 in a pyramid scheme, nightmares and daydreams from a runaway slave to a modern day king. Like Carrie Mae Weems is is a uh, is an artist who who's mainly known for her photography and shit. She's like a like she photographed fucking Spike Lee for the cover of Time and shit. Yeah. So like he, he he's 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 talking about his influences and. And, and and people that he admire and look up to and shit, like throughout the album, and he's like referencing all these people who like had an impact on his community and his view as an artist. Yeah, that's dope, man. Um, next song, Ninth Verse Thought. This is probably my favorite beat on the first volume one. it's a classic boom bap smack in the face type of beat which is cool but like what's crazy is like when i went through to pull all the quotes you know like i was going through reading all the lyrics and everything and they're all dope but not any one particular one stood out but honestly like you don't really have to you don't really have to whenever you got ninth one on the track <laughs> i mean like he's just being dope and um yeah so he's doing the thing so so it, it's funny like when you when you think about like ninth verse thought he's like is he he's like competing against the producer you know what i mean like like the producer doesn't want to be outshined and 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 the and the artist the performing artist doesn't want to be outdone by the beat you know like you don't want to be like yeah it's a dope track the beat was dope but the lyrics yeah the other way around like producers don't want to hear like yeah that fucking black dog ripped that shit the beat is whatever you know what i mean so it's like almost like they're in like a competition before they start up yeah the beat is hella dope um, and this one as well, he, he he dropped names of people that I had no idea what he was talking about. So he says, he says, Space Invader Black in them, mixing Alexander McQueen with Hater Ackerman. Your rapture in the form of a living man. I don't give a damn. Not a mortal can test me. See, I don't get examined. So that, so I look, I said, like, who the fuck is Alexander McQueen? And, and I didn't even know he said Hater Ackerman. I thought he said Hater Acumen. 
Let me like Hater Ackerman, not Hater Ackerman. Who so Alexander That's McQueen yeah, is a British yeah. fashion designer, and Hater Ackerman is a French fashion designer. So like he's very into like fashion and shit. He even has like his own line of hats and shit, which is crazy. But he he's referencing like European designers who have, I, I have no fucking idea. I wear fucking white t-shirts all the time. You know what I mean? Like shit about fashion. But yeah, it's crazy. He's dropping all kinds of shit that I have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, again, I I, I gravitate to the political stuff when it talks like the. Just how he opens up. I'm not a typical arrogant American on prescribed medicine. I'm not a typical arrogant American on prescribed medicine. Now I'm sick as I ever been. Rolling out of the dealership in the McLaren. These rappers is Peter Pan. I'm Pan African. Space invader. Yeah. Or uh, these rappers is Peter Pan, but I'm Pan African. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just that like that line was like it reminded me of uh like I like a lot of the. So I don't listen to a lot of hip hop, but I, I don't know. Like I like Dead Prez. It's like one of the few hip hop groups I listen to, and they're like very much like you need to be like you know conscious of like the world, and uh, that so that line just really hit me. Like their stuff does kind of, um, <clears throat> like it's not about the money and all that. You know what I mean? It's about like making a difference, you know, in the world kind of thing. Yeah, it's there a good go. one, man. It's a really good one. It's just I, like there's so much to it. Like you go through, you listen to it ten times, you still catch a, you still catch a bar that you didn't hear before. But yeah, it's very. Uh, he, he's very good at uh, making words that don't necessarily rhyme. Rhyme. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he makes it. He like he. Oh, relax. You cut out, early. Yeah, you hit mute by accident, Cliff. Oh, my bad. So, like, um, <laughs> I was like, I mean, I, I forget what I said, but it was really smart. Um, I can tell. You're really into it. <clears throat> no, but, um, uh, like, he, yeah, he might not rhyme stuff, but, like, the way he puts his words together, like, yes. it flows so well. And it's just an example of how you don't need to have, like, you don't need to rhyme stuff or to say words weird to make things work. You know what I mean? If you have, if you're like on beat, and you're kind of like putting things together in the right cadence, things like that. So, dude, like he doesn't make a mistake. Like he, he, he just doesn't. I mean, it, it's crazy. You listen to that fucking freestyle he did on Phone Flex. It's like wow, like that dude was in the zone. Like he was literally like, he was like fucking Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? Like that dude was like <laughs> Tom Sorry. Brady yeah. reference, dude. I fucking love it. Uh, yeah, no, that uh, just he like he's a new, he, I, I they hired for offensive can't. coordinator <laughs> down there. Is that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, quarterback too. Sorry, yeah, quarterback too. That's right. Yeah, the fruit, that freestyle is next fucking level, dude, for sure. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's on a different level. Like, like there's it, there's just I'm sure. I mean, there, there might be people out there that are that are as good. We just haven't heard yet. But in, until we see it firsthand, it's like yeah, he's the best man. It's crazy. All right, so uh, on to song three. Yeah, this song I I was super excited about just looking at the track list because I love uh, Fedor Dostoevsky. Uh, the Brothers Karamazov is one of my favorite uh, books of all time to read. So I was like, well, now why is this thing uh, named after this uh, famous writer of uh, you know Russian history? And uh, the song was great it uh i don't know the references were fun the, it flowed really well for me i really enjoyed it yeah 
The universe let the planets align Spent 10k in a car, didn't decline Bartender, one Casamigos in line I'm celebrating gracefully, getting better with time I ain't even halfway through this incredible ride But like, I'm kinda doing an incredible job When I was 18, living beyond my means I was afraid of my dreams Looking at the finer things, wishing I could flip To a microchip from a paper clip Upgrade to a spaceship from a basic whip Cash rules everything, I just wanted a taste of it Fast food, hurrying, saving time and wasting it Self-sabotage speaking into my paramour. Like I'm igniting yeah, when I heard this song, like, okay, so like this, this is uh, produced by Ninth Wonder, and it's featuring Rhapsody. Now, Rhapsody is um, a female MC that is more or less taken under the wing. Ninth Wonder is like his protege, more or less. He doesn't rap, but you know he's the kind of one that's here. Everybody needs to hear her because she's fucking incredible. And like, it, it's fucked up to frame her as, as a female MC because like, she doesn't talk about that at all. Like, she doesn't want to be regarded as a female MC. She's like, I'm not dope for being a female. Like, I'm dope for being an MC. Like, it's not about the fact what I had between my legs. It's like, I'm dope regardless of whatever the fuck, whatever gender norms you might have. And, and she's very, very talented. But it, it, in my opinion, this is still like one of her lesser like verses like I, I was like oh shit Rhapsody's on this track I heard it and the beat is slower and it's kind of like it has like a really heavy swing to it like not to where it's offbeat but it like it, it sounds more sneakers on the dryer than on the floor you know what I mean like it's it's very it has like a kind of like a it kind of like tumbles along I guess you could say it's a, it's a slower pace but I mean but Black Thought is, is crazy so, and Rhapsody overall is, is great. Like her album Layla's Wisdom and the one she dropped last year, Eve, is also good. Like she is very, very talented. Not just to the fact that she's a female, but she's she's worth checking out regardless. I swam with crocs, fish with sharks. May never pop charts, but I know I'm popular. I was built to run the game. I came up playing guard with young niggas between five, five and six foot four. I banked over both. Trying to bank over some more and ball out in something gorgeous that'll keep me in court Where they'll judge like y'all does, y'all don't know me enough Y'all still owe us what y'all all did to the cold crush To my donuts, I'm shooting J Dillers or what? I want to cop when I get loot and recoup I had to go through hella doors, so in short, that's so, why I um, want to This is kind of cool, like, uh, just looking at, at the details for the song So, um... There was a interview with the New York Times and uh, Barry Michael Cooper um, told Black Thought that he was like this Russian artist. Um, and so Black Thought went and did some research and he was like, wow, this dude's a philosopher, an essayist and a novelist. And he spoke about social, political and spiritual struggles of his time the same way that I do. And... Um, you know, this is like 19th century Russia, and he did it in such a passionate and transcendent way that Black Thought felt honored, and that was what inspired him to write this song the way that he did and name it the way that he was, or name it the way that it is, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I, I, I see, I don't know, like, I never heard of this author before. I'm not very well read, in case you guys didn't know already. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Crime and Punishment's the big one that everyone knows or has heard of. Maybe hasn't read, but at least knows it exists. I know. Tolstoy wrote War and Peace. Never mind. I got an argument with something on, on Twitch, and I said no one's ever read War and Peace. Like, they claim to, but no one's ever actually done it. And he was like, I read it. I'm like, no, you didn't. Anyway, it's not. Sorry. Different author. 
<laughs> the Siask is much better, I'm sure. I mean, Postal's are okay, too. War and Peace is pretty good, at least the first, you know, 80% of it until I fell off and couldn't finish it. Yeah, no one's ever totally read it. That's what I'm saying. That was my whole point. Like, no one's ever actually read War and Peace all the way. <clears throat> and then they were like, well, they made a movie. They Whoever made the movie must have read it. I'm like, I don't think so. They probably made up the ending. I bet you it's not how it ends. But anyway. Sorry, I'm getting off subject. Um, yeah, this was... Yeah, that girl, yeah the, the girl in the middle was pretty good. What was it? God damn, like bad. Rhapsody? Yeah. Yeah, she was pretty good. It was funny. She started talking about... Like, at the end, she's, like, talking about Trey Young. Yeah. And I, and I was like, well, that can't be the basketball player. <laughs> I'm like, the way that the whole album is. And so I'm like, who is? I'm like, God, it must be. She's talking about Trey Young from, um, I forget who he plays for, but. Atlanta. But is Atlanta? Atlanta okay. Hawks. Yeah, he's pretty good. But um, uh, he's beat up in the Sixers a little bit. But um, anyway, I thought it was pretty funny. Then he, yeah, he yeah. does yes, he meets Joe Pesci, which is <laughs> kind of an interesting combination. <laughs> Just like. Yeah, so like the, the last verse of the song, man, he's like. Yes. He says, self saboteur speaking it to my paramour. I didn't know what paramour meant. I had to look it up. And that's another word for side chick. So, <laughs> self saboteur <laughs> speaking it to my paramour. Torch rappers like I'm igniting the aerosol. Maintaining the wherewithal that embarrass y'all. Game changer the way I shredded your cabbage off. Cabbage is another word for head. So uh, he says, explaining is changing apples to applesauce. When we were young, innocence was ours, but that was lost. Where I reside is the dark side of the glory. The fury I manipulate is the arc of the story. Written without a ghostwriter to author it for me, this is crime and punishment. I'm the judge and the jury. Self-sabotage speaking into my paramour. Torch rappers like I'm igniting the aerosol. Maintaining the will of thought that embarrass y'all Game changer the way I shredded your cabbage off Explaining is changing apples to applesauce When we were young, innocence was ours, but that was lost Where I reside is the dark side of the glory The fury I manipulate is the arc of the story Written without a ghost writer to author it for me This is crime and punishment, I'm the judge and the jury Listen, Dostoevsky I like, dude, like, come on, man that shit ain't fair, dude. Like, this is like okay. I'm gonna tell a little story, little 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 side note. Like, my homie Jungle, who is more or less regarded as the dopest MC in Albuquerque, like through the years. Like, he was telling me about the first time he heard uh, Verbal Intercourse off of uh, of a Raekwon's Cuban Links album featuring Nas, and Nas's verse on that. Like, he heard Nas's verse, and like. At the time, it was so dope. He got discouraged. He was like, "I don't even want to fucking rap anymore. I'm never gonna be that good." Like it wasn't like it didn't motivate him. He was like, "Man, I'm never gonna be that fucking good. Like why should I even bother? Like he already did it. You know, <laughs> like I'm never gonna get to that height. Like why the fuck keep going? You know, like it, it, it discouraged him. Like he got sad about like how great that fucking that verse was, and like." That's the type of shit that Black Thought writes all the fucking time now. You know what I mean? Like that's that's his that's the bar he sets. You know what I mean? Like if you when you listen to him as an MC, like I don't think you would be inspired. I think you would be like discouraged. Be like, well, he's the best. I'm not going to be that great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think though it, it 
it's good, right? It makes people step up their game and and look where yeah. he's fucking at, dude. I mean, That's this is not this is not some backpack rapper. Like this is this is a dude who sits there with Jimmy Fallon every single week. And like jokes that's around his, on TV that, every his, night, that's and that's his, day his job, yeah. and that's his day job, man. That's not yeah, even him just making music. Like, and I, and everyone that's up on stage with him, dude, that's the band. Like, like that's how they make beats. Is they have a full on band. Like they were the first to do it right, too. I just like the the last line in this. He's like, he just said, uh, so what's it? What's this called? Dostoevsky, something or other. Um. The last line is like, take a look into them books from down in the basement, right? Because I don't know, like I remember growing up, like my dad like would read a lot and he would not in the basement, but he had like a little office or whatever. And it would be like this big bookshelf full of these like crazy books with like little tiny print in them. And um, I just remember like, you know, you're looking, it's like, it seemed like in, like stuff you couldn't read, but it, he would have books like this on there. And um, so I just like saw a line. I was like, yeah, it's like, like, look at those books that are just kind of like sitting on the side, like you know, ordinarily they're like for decoration, right? People yeah. like have bookcases just to like look smart at home. But um, I don't know. I just like that line at the end. I feel attacked. Um, <laughs> so the the like last half of this verse, though, Cliff is like like even builds up to that statement, dude. And I'm guessing you're looking at the at the lyrics that I am. Yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm super cheating. I can't follow him as he goes. He's so fast. Oh, no, I, I'm 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 right there with you. But the way the way that he builds up up to this is just absolutely amazing. And like he starts off with, "I guarantee you, no more music um, by the suckers. It's not a victimless crime if anybody suffers." You know, it's interesting. So, like, God, I mean, he's from, like, the 90s, right? So he's got to be, like, in his 40s or something. So, you know, or, like, Gifted Guy. But, like, so back when I was, like, growing up, right, like, hip-hop was kind of new, I guess. I mean, people listened to it and stuff. But, like, everybody was, like, 22 years old. You know what I mean? Like, there were no, like, 45-year-old hip-hop artists back in, like, 1995. And, like, so it's just kind of weird, like, as these people kind of grow up immature and, like, and, and like, just, yeah, just, like, grow into, like, adults and, like, think about stuff. Like, the way they kind of, like, the way the music has kind of changed for some of these older folks. Like me. I'm an older folk, I guess. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so I just, like, see this stuff and I'm like, I kind of, I don't know. I kind of get it you know, in some respect. Oh, yeah, dude. You know? So yeah, the right. thing about like that I noticed, I mean, and this is more speaking on like rap music in general, or like or, or dope MCing, is um, especially with this album, like if he's not saying something specific or mentioning something specific to his life or a point he's trying to make, like uh, a way to prove your you're worth your salt as a lyricist is, is like in a form of a battle rap, and while he might not be talking to somebody specific there's like this constant 
unknown adversary. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it could be somebody that like an enemy, like an outward enemy of his that he's like trying to like break down or like an opponent. But like a way that you prove that you're better than somebody else is by is by saying that I'm the best. I'm better than you. You ain't shit, and you need to do better because you're not on my level type of thing. And, and, and a lot of a lot of rap is about that. Like a lot of like just straight up bars are are proving your 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 better than this hidden opponent that, that that's not directly like mentioned in the song you know what i mean it's like it, like you need an enemy to attack to prove how good you are fighting you know what I mean? so that's what a lot of this is like if he's not speaking on something specific all right we've made it through three songs uh <laughs> to good stuff. next yeah. up making a murder out of space, the place that I'm parking in My marketing, when you see the sky darkening Rhyme artisan, from the crudest bipartisan High haters, a fifth grader, you're not smarter than Alpha and Omega, you betas, I march harder than Batteries, y'all ain't included, you're not part of it I just took a flight to France to cop cardigans at Limevine I'm that prime time, bougie wine time And I'm just trying to get it on till I die Am I wrong if I'm living like the laws don't apply? Making music out enough to know that boy's gonna fight it's disturbing when a murderer enjoys homicide Talented Mr. Trotter Squad, beyond qualified Multiplying a dollar sign The grind is real, it's Palestine My sidekick came from Columbine That fly shit came from Saint Surprise, bitch So this one actually came in 2016 It was um, released previously I'm not sure what project really? it is A Styles Project or Ninth Wonder But yeah, this was like a, a little one-off track That wasn't released, released with this album as a whole It was like, I don't know if it was a single Or if they just the three of them got together and did this track but um styles p is also dope he's he, he's he's a different flavor of dope because he's um well he's a good lyricist it, it, it's a different style altogether different delivery the way he says his words and like the one thing i like one kind of thing i came to notice like by listening to i mean like i heard styles p before I, I, i've only heard like maybe a few of his albums like maybe once or twice so he's not my favorite and you know, he's not bad it's just he's not my favorite so i didn't really spend too much time with them but listen to this shit over and over again i notice okay like so picture the way that like in terms of delivery as in the way they pronounce words and, and the way they flow together right so black thought writes in bold print right he writes in bold print whereas and when i say write i mean speak so black thought writes in bold print or he speaks in bold print and styles p speaks in cursive you know what i mean like it flows together it's almost like not like he's mumbling but like like he doesn't have to open his mouth very well he doesn't have to like put a whole bunch of effort into moving his mouth because that's just the way he he says his words and the way he strings his lines together he writes in cursive whereas black thought writes in bold print yeah i think that's a pretty pretty apt way to describe the differences between the two that this song you know clearly spells it out so Black Dot has this line, he says, The ninth wonder maker, Thunderbreaker, send these toys to the Undertaker by pen smoking like a rude boy from Jamaica. Like his pen's on fire, like he's like a fucking like a new smoking chair. That's crazy. And he says, 
while I'm erasing every fuck boy from the face of the earth. What's up, boys? It's time for you to get your way. You know the slogan is right. I said a weapon should be chosen to fire. Only the ghetto Beethoven replied. The ninth wonder maker. Thunderbreaker sent his toys to the undertaker. My pen smoking like a rude boy from Jamaica. While I'm erasing every fuck boy from the face of the earth. What's up, boys? Time for you to get your weight up. Yo, I probably began in the So like the, the wordplay there. A pen smoking like a rude boy from Jamaica while I'm erasing, erasing every fuck boy from the face of. Like that's his fucking yeah. bars are crazy. The schemes are dope, and that's that. That's throughout the whole thing. Like, like he they they, they go from one to another, and they transition like seamlessly. The last song. Last song. There's so many. Uh, sorry, I was gonna say there's so many references in the song. It's like yeah. obscene, dude. Every line is like a new, another like fucking thing you gotta look up and read a book on. Um. Anyway, sorry. I was just mildly thought in the song. <laughs> it's like oh, it's like a jumping good. off point to like to like just boning up on like a little bit of history. Uh, well, so Styles P has some lines in there too. He says, yeah. uh, so listen to like the way they like they flow, right? Mm-hmm. Should we kill them or let them live? I don't fuck with no suckers. I never did. Me or more. If you are more, like more as in like black person from way back then. If I ever go to war, it's the kids I do it for. I eat MCs. They can send me a few of y'all. And by a few, I mean way more than two. You can times that by 20 and tell them to come through and watch them get beat like drums do. Old soul, I probably gave lessons to Sun Tzu. Lyrically, I'm Bruce Lee mastering Kung Fu. So Sun Tzu is the one that wrote the Art of War. Like, yeah, yeah. He's referenced. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Like, yeah, rhyming uh, Sun Tzu with Kung Fu is pretty brilliant. I just want to say that. I'm yeah. sure someone else has done it before. Someone must have done it, dude. That's like a great, it's a great one. Um, yeah. The only thing I would say is the beat in this song because it's very like hi hat heavy or something. Like, there's some kind of. It was a little distracting, but um, because and I think yeah. it's it, it doesn't does it change at all? I kind of don't think it changes. It's just kind of this, like, like it's really, like, in your face, kind of, like, go get them. And it's a little distracting from what he's saying, but. Yeah, well, it's like, yeah, there's, there's like, a lot of hi-hats and symbols and eyes in there. But then the the sample, overall, it, it's, like, uh, it's a sample from, like, um, like a Chinese song. I'm not sure, like, what actual song it is. But it has that that, that instrumentation, like, those those horns and those crazy strings and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Last song. On, on the first album. Oh, on the CP. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. EP. Uh, right. right, I know. I know. You learned about this. Uh, EP. Extended play. Yep. Extended play. I'm, yeah. I'm still there. Yeah. Not quite a full album, but more than a single uh, Thanks for the memories. For first and third of the month, check deliveries. Agencies in the early 80s for giving cheese to families with parents who had drug dependencies. Mass jids and storefront ministries Dinners from the chicken lady Miss Genevieve For every lesson I've received As I live and breathe And all the blessings I've uh, I really love how the song starts out I really like the the Oh, thank you for the memories For the first and third month uh, Check deliveries Like, I like how he goes into this song Like, I just I don't know it, I, I really like it Well, well the first he, like four bars. He thanks, he, sorry, he thanks agencies in their early '80s for giving cheese. Yeah, I just, yeah, I, I found it to be pretty funny. No, yeah, agencies in the early '80s for giving cheese to families with parents 
who had who drug, had drug dependencies. dependencies. Yeah, like, yes. like think about this. Like, <laughs> like those are the first four bars of the song, right? Yeah, yeah dude. Black yeah. Thought is literally referencing his early childhood. Like agencies in the early eighties giving cheese to families with parents who had drug dependencies. Now, now whether he's talking actual like government cheese or cheese is another form of like as another word for money. He's saying that like yeah, like like his mom was addicted to crack. He grew up in the crack. He he grew up selling crack like as a child. Like that's what that was like his hustle. In another song, he says like he's been gainfully employed since the second grade. Like he's been like hustling since he was in the second grade since he was a child like hustling. But like, but his dad was murdered when he was a baby, and his mom was stabbed to death. Like, but but I was also hooked on crack like when he was sixteen years old. Like that's like. He's talking about his early childhood. Like, like he was literally, like, allowed to prosper through government programs that helped out families in need, like, like, like Title One children that are that they need help because they don't have good homes and they, and they have to have an active body looking out for their family because because the parents are unable to do so for for one reason or another. It's just that type of life. But yeah, like it, it, the whole song is just a big dedication. Like, thank you to all these people and all these different things that helped him like make it. You know what I mean? So like, make, he, make he, him he, who he was, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, like yeah. he was, he grew up around drugs. His, his family is directly involved with that shit. And he became directly involved with that shit. And eventually, like, his mom got killed. And he's like, okay, I'm not going to do that. I, I, I have, like, he, he says, like, in that interview with the New York Times, like, I owe it to my mom to be the most successful I could be and become the person that she wanted me to be. You know what I mean? Like he like that was like his motivating force as a young adolescent. You know what I mean? Like he he had that sh- experience shape his life and it didn't take him under. It actually helped him flourish. It's crazy. Yeah, this song looks really personal. Like like the references are like you don't really you can't like Google him, you know what I mean? Like he's talking about like, you know, he's just like living in whatever. Like there's kids playing a stoop around dungarees fine. Like stoops are it's like your steps out front. And um, like two Sierra, Sierra Leones and a Senegalese, like that's those are actual people that he knows, you know. But you're not gonna like find who they are, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Atari Centipede. <laughs> yeah, your references. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Atari Centipede Hot. playing Atari Centipede, like having something to do, you know what I mean? Instead of being outside. Yeah. Shit. No, but this shit he says. He says like later on, he says. Places that I've known, many yes. of which have outgrown. Thanks for the ride home. Like, like, like that, that. Thanks for the ride home. That could be just like separate. That could be to anybody. You know what I mean? Like, if you've ever been yeah. asked out without a vehicle, and somebody's willing to come and pick you up from school or work and give you a ride home, like, you really fucking appreciate that shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's well, a big it's just deal. like like the whole notion, like, oh, like you know, you just like it's all on you, and like if you succeed, it's up to you, and if you don't, it's your fault. You know, yeah. it's like that's not like that's a hundred percent not true for anybody. Like, exactly. you, like there's a little bit of luck, there's hard work, and then there's like you know you need some help. Everybody, yeah, needs help. And the whole time, yeah. It's just, just no. thanks to the ride home. Some motherfuckers try to make me give what's mine to them. Thank goodness for my decent aim with one eye closed. Gangsta and fly hoes, freaks and sideshows, mistakes I've made in the past that only God knows. Usually my preference would be to travel the high road. Sometimes I stray from the path. That's no surprise though. Places that I've known, many of which I've outgrown. Thanks for the ride home. Some motherfuckers tried to make me give what's mine to them. Thank goodness for my decent aim with one eye closed. Gangsters and fly hoes, freaks and side shows. 
mistakes I made in the past that only God knows Usually my preference would be to travel the high roads Sometimes I stray from the path, that's no surprise though I had to use this expression of my yeah, gratitude I really like that whole first like, like, half like, of that verse, like he's, man like He's honest with himself, he's like, yeah, like, I want to travel the high road But every now and again I deviate, you know, because he's human He's like, I'm human, you know, like Thank you. Like it's all about being humble and speaking from like a position of vulnerability and saying, "Look, like I wouldn't be where I'm at without all these different people and influences in my life, like things to help me get through." Yep, I wanted to do the right thing, but I can't always do the right thing. It's just crazy. Um, man. Yeah, that's the only first one. And like when it dropped, like like you heard it when it dropped, you know, like and it's five songs, like. That's it. Fuck. It just left you like wanting more. You're like, fuck, that's it. So like you, you listen to it like fucking 20 times like after it dropped because you couldn't get enough of it. Like I didn't take this thing off my fucking, off my iTunes for like two weeks. That's all I listened to straight was just this. I couldn't get enough of it. But like that was like the end of the first installment. And then the second installment, Shames of Thought Volume 2. That was uh, produced Dude. by Salam Remy. Like I had never heard of Salam Remy, but looking through his, his fucking discography, I've heard Salam Remy. I'm sure everybody has. Like he has some fucking famous, famous artists that he's worked with over the years. This, okay, Fentanyl. The first song on this album is hands down my favorite song out of both of these albums. Like I love this song so much, dude. And just the way that this this it kicks off this album, like the real drugs do real things, go to extremes, crash regimes, and kill kings. Like it just, dude. Yeah. The the way that he just kicks this song off, like yeah, I'm just gonna play like the first first verse here. <laughs> Enjoy it. <laughs> Real drugs do real things Go to extremes, crash regimes and kill kings In the last reprieve he still sings How the task that the master needs reveals wings And though he has to bleed It still brings him heaven and hell Better believe the truth stings Tying his arm off with violent strings His eyes and dreams Diverted as the siren screams eternal Overdosage is a marketing scheme That's just as dark as the scene When it's a part of your team With the esteem of a savant As smart as a genius Vanity carried the dope into the heart of a fiend Another destroyed life was meant to be more righteous In the face of this full-on opioid crisis While the wolves pull a wool on and prey on vices Still the dogs with the hood on It's way more frightening for death You're not ready, trust me I'm Deadly as the fentanyl that killed Prince And time petty I will venture still into the trench And bomb heavy every infidel will feel the strength of my melee And so it begins as evil intends to start off slow They graduate um, the needles and pins Yeah man, yeah I love this song so yeah, so, so Salam Remy, like, he produced shit for Nas, for Amy Winehouse, the Fugees, Miguel, Curtis Blow, Dougie Fresh, House of Pain, the Bush Babies, Black Sheep, Jamiroquai, Jurassic Five, Nelly Furtado, CeeLo, Big Boy, Alicia Keys, Anthony Hamilton, he did a Michael Jackson remix, he did all kinds of shit, like, he's been, like, since, like, the fucking 80s and shit, like, he's been doing shit for a long time, like, he produced, like, Everything just gave me. Yeah. Like, it's all like, over the place, dude. Yeah, from Nas to fucking Alicia Keys. Going some Amy Winehouse. Like, like, dude, yeah, that dude is, like, he's crazy. But, yeah, no, like, like this whole song, the first song, Fentanyl, like, he just, he's talking about Fentanyl and, like, how, like, it, it went from, like, a 
like a treatment for heroin to its own separate thing and, and it's fucking being imported from China and just fucking up the entire world right now. It's just crazy. It's fucked up. But no, like he says some shit. He says what? Tying off his arm with violin strings. His eyes and dream diverted as a siren screams eternal. Overdosage is a marketing scheme that's just as dark as it seems when it's a part of your team. With the esteem of a savant, as smart as a genius, vanity carried the dope into the heart of a fiend. Another destroyed life was meant to be more righteous in the face of this full-on opioid crisis. Dude, like... Yeah. He says, while the wolves pull the wool on and prey on vices, still the dogs with the hood on is way more frightening. For death, you're not ready. Trust me, I'm deadly as a fentanyl that killed Prince and Tom Petty. I would venture still into the trench and bomb heavy. Every infidel will feel the strength of my medley. (laughs) Dude, like... I love the Prince and Tom Petty line so much. Yeah, dude, like... It just hits you with it, bro. Like, like you, you're barely getting over the previous two bars, and he just keeps fucking hitting you with it over and over. You're like, like when will it stop? And it just it goes on. But yeah, just crazy. Yeah, no, it's a great song. I absolutely love this song. This song. What I like about this album is um, none of the beats really like. The second one, volume two, like it just shows the versatility of this producer. Like each one has a different vibe. Like this fentanyl and the soundtrack to confusion has a completely different vibe to it. Like it has a different swing to it, different instrumentation. It's just different. But also great. Yeah, so song number two, soundtrack to confusion. Starts out with a shout out to two fifteen. <laughs> there you go. Let's talk about you, Cliff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, I I personally like Volume Two more than Volume One. I like them both, but if I had to pick one over over the other, I definitely like this this one more. I think it has a different uh, a different feel to it. There's, yeah. I, well, I also would uh, I like it because it, it is longer, <laughs> so I yeah, think that, I like it. There's more yeah. to But um, it also has a different vibe to it because it's like four songs in the middle that are basically one long verse with the whole bunch of production early and the whole bunch of like outro at the end and then they have a lot of similar like vibe to them they kind of flow together so like while it's like four songs they all kind of go together in one continuous one but before we get into that like the soundtrack to confusion he's also like referencing world history that i had no idea i mean maybe i should know but i just didn't pay attention enough on high school or From the fire and into formal attire That's from a foreign designer I call the plug Supplier but I how we got Try me not, that's the caveat You probably get the same thing my last body got Poet laureate, swift chariot, the Maserat the one who says Where he says I'm here seated at the helm The black soundtrack to confusion is the film I'm channeling uncertainty and using it to tell The story of winning in life Then losing it as well 
The triumph was Machiavelli-inspired. Awaken a sleeping giant, commander Tariq Ibn Zayed. Fresh from the fire and into formal attire, that's that's from a foreign designer I call the plug supplier. So Tariq Ibn, uh, Tariq Ibn Zayed, he was an 8th century North African Muslim commander who initiated the conquest of modern-day Spain and Portugal in the 8th century. Like, like who the fuck yeah. like talks about that? Like, yeah, like, he's just referencing it. He's like, yeah. You're awakening to sleep a giant commander Tariq. Tariq is his name. He's, he's Tariq Trotter. That's that's Black Thought's real. It's his Christian name, but yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he's very far to find another Tariq, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, like. Yeah, there's a lot of. Man, it's just deep, rough. man. That's, there's yeah. so much to it, man. There's so much. To it. It's a, it's a Wikipedia <clears throat> rabbit hole. It's like the. Uh, what was the Warren Zevon song? The. Uh, that you went deep into the. Uh, Oh, the um, the uh, Veracruz, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Veracruz, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is like it's all like, about the war of Veracruz, and just like go, yeah, it just sends you off. this like it spins you off into like, like what is this guy? T- like, why is this guy writing this song? You know what I mean? Like, what is yeah, he exactly? Yeah. So I didn't know about about a uh, eighth century conquest of like <laughs> North Africa. You know what I mean? Over Spain yeah. and Portugal, which are different countries entirely back then. But yeah, Funny. it's like. And yeah, he, he, he's a history buff, and he's fucking—he's just referencing these crazy things. Like yeah, it makes he, you smarter he, just um, listening to it. He talks about the Georgia Guidestones. The, he calls them the Georgia Stone. So it's like this weird thing that these mysterious. It's like basically like the this Illuminati thing, but like actually like they built them, and it's like a, it's supposed to be like it's some weird libertarian stupid thing. But um, but it's like oh, like that they. Carving these giant stones in Georgia, like what, how people should live after the apocalypse, and in it they wrote like it's in like six or seven different languages, so like whoever survives can read it, I guess. But um, so that was kind of interesting that he references the Georgia Guidestones, which are a weird, culty thing, and then um, and the fact that he talked about languages is kind of funny, just because there's, it's like Greek and English and Spanish and like Arabic and and like Kineoform probably is on there somewhere. <laughs> um, and he references M. Night Shyamalan, which is pretty dope. Because I could, yeah. but anyway, dude. At the end, okay, he says, <clears throat> he says, seated at the front at the throne, summoning the ghosts like a séance. I never take a day off and never pay off. I wish for more peace on this earth and never chaos. As long as classrooms are getting sprayed with the ARs, like, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve, man. Yeah. All yeah, right. These, uh, these, it's, man, the, God, these albums are so dense, dude. It's like. It's all, anyway, sorry. No, no, you're fine. Like, we're like uh, ten, what are we, like six, seven songs in? And I'm like, this is like enough for like seven albums ordinarily. Oh, dude, 100%. You know? So it makes it sort of tough to talk about is you have to listen to these to just understand. Like how well it flows together with all of the information that's getting and all of the the references getting spit out yeah. so quickly. And it's you just can, critical, like, man. It's crazy. And you can throw this on in the background and like not not listen, right? Just throw it on because it like, has first, a good flow to it. Yeah. The first couple times I listened, I just put it on. It was like all I was working and stuff, and then I'm like, and I'd hear things pop out. I'm like, what is he talking about? I'm like, like I was like, Georgia Guidestones. What? The, why would he be bringing that up? You know? <laughs> um, like that's kind of weird, you know? 
but uh and then you sit down with it and you're just like holy crap like there's a, like the depth in this album is pretty amazing like lyrically the depth you know what i mean that's what he's saying but anyway. um so next song is uh get outlined Pick any city, the south side, the outside It isn't pretty, the tides fine and shots fired Protection there be the lopsided cop kind You see the scene of a crime like every stop sign My section of 21 pound is downtown They walk around with the guns out, it's wild how The youngest is dumb proud, following the crowd now Leading the blind with their minds up in a sound cloud Ain't a lot of sunshine when you on the front line Listening to that ghetto drum line, ducking one time Thinking how the devil doesn't tire, even sometime Wondering how the fuck Fuck once, rhyme, be this unkind Everybody cold to me, seem as though this bullshit The only thing that's sold to me being told We should hold on getting okay, To me, when I heard Get Outlined Like, that was the first one that I wanted to put Like, on the on the Potato Bones playlist Like, like from that album I was like, cause that was like the one that was like I guess if there was a title track or like a single That would be it And, and like, I, I liken that to the um The Ninth First Thought Whereas the ninth first thought is like the most like it is like the catchiest beat on the first one. The get outline has more of like I don't know, it has that same kind of vibe. Like it's more upbeat. It's like a really like heavy like bass line to it. It's like really like a groovy kind of bass line. But yeah. I yeah. was told too. I, I like how it starts out too, man. Just like the way that the song starts out like um, and verse one, how how the verse even goes into the chorus, because we actually kinda have like a chorus in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he repeats the first couple lines like throughout, but listen, pick any city, the cell side, the outside, it isn't pretty touch crying and the shots fired. Like just the way that the, just the way that, that it comes in. Like, I love, I love this song. It's a good one, man. Dude, I love the horns. You know what I mean? They come in like, and and then like then the flute comes in too and it's like that kind of like that jazz flute that you only hear like on people <laughs> records and shit it's like do 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 it's like yeah, man city the south side the drought side when ems has arrived well it's about time people who just get their tops fried get outlined minutes and seconds go clockwise but not mine where i'm from it's a war scene with morphine spring for morphine zoloft and thorzine we don't subscribe to the grand scheme the plan seems to be keeping us all sick selling the vaccines ain't a lot of fun time it just it, it has like that like that really groove like that more upbeat groove and just black thought just the way his ability to ride a fucking beat like like he has a different vibe for each song like based on like what the music is doing he, he he's performing it a different way he has a different cadence a different flow yeah yeah, too totally. No, I, I like this. I uh Yeah. Even even the bridge, man. Like the bridge that again he starts out with the pick any city, the south side, the drought side, where EMS has arrived while well, it's about time. People who just got their tops fried get outlined minutes and seconds go clockwise, but not mine. Like it's just Yeah. yeah it's dude, yeah, it's like, hot. Get outlined as in like get your yeah. body outlined with yeah. chalk. On the ground there, yeah. If your top's fried, get outlined, yeah. Yeah. What does he say? He says, uh, and to be honest, tomorrow is not promised whether you're in the streets of Chicago or Botswana. You gotta be rock solid, not to be outsmarted. I rise from the rock bottom to one of the top scholars. Like, 
It's crazy. But then, like, the album overall takes a different kind of swing. It has, like, a a downward swing where it's, like, less uh, choruses and hooks and just on the song structure and more of a, like, it's basically, think of it like, like, like three separate longer verses with, um, that kind of tell more of a story and more like more in depth, I guess you could say. So, uh, are you talking about number four history unfolds yeah, starting with that? Where, that's, that's where it starts. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Like history unfolds and how to hold the chopper and then the new grit. Those are three like shorter songs. They're like less than two minutes or two, no, no more than two, I think. And then, um, and then long live it has the same kind of vibe, like, like tempo wise, but it's a little bit of a longer song. The three songs you talked about, like the three short ones, so history unfolds, get to the chopper, or how to hold the chopper, and uh, the what was the new grit, the new grit, yeah. yeah. I really like them together as a group. Like I never yeah, like went you... back and like listened to one. Like I never listened to one at a time. I I definitely just by the time I realized I had gone through, I was through the the songs, all three yeah, of them. Like... They just sort of flow together. Yeah, exactly. You don't even realize they're separate songs until you realize, like, oh shit, I'm already like. Those are different. Those are different tracks. You know what I mean? Like they 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 go together like almost like one. Like they are produced as such. And I mean, history unfolds is just that was my, reference after reference. That was after my reference. favorite song of yeah. all. This. History unfolds. Yeah, and that's just because it's. I think it's the only one he says John on. But um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it just yeah, and it. it I, I just like the. It was like a horn what, thing going on with it. What I is like, John? I, what does that mean? It's anything you want it to mean. It's like a so it's a word they people say in Philly and uh, Atlantic City, and it's just like it means anything. Like yo, do you hear about that John? And it's like it, it's like you know what I'm talking about, but I don't have to say it. Kind of. So you just say the word John. So like it's like a person, place, or thing. It's just yeah. It can be anything that I mean. You know what I mean. I don't have to say it. I'm just like you know. It's almost like the word thing in a way, but like more expansive. But it's a little weird. It's kind of like it's kind of taken on like a weird thing in the city, like because like there's like T-shirts now with like John on it, and it's like it's kind of like lost its like I don't know. Like so, it was also like a black thing. Like I don't think white people said John in Philly, um, not to get like racial or whatever, but like you know like Italian people didn't say John or like Irish people didn't say John. It was like a black thing. It's like a North Philly South Philly thing, I guess. And then Atlantic City for whatever reason, Atlantic City also they say it. But that's the only two places that I think use that word. But um, so anyway, I uh, I'm just gonna play the whole song because it's a minute twenty two seconds and it's good. Yeah, do the thing. Hey yo, I've been pinning the Iliad and the Odyssey. A premonition I really had, it was prophecy Back in the kitchen, now where we at is Monopoly The mathematician, I entered the system properly This officially a Philly joint, once again it's on I was born, ringing alarms like Tennessee. My track record is what I ain't got a blemish on Unless I remember wrong Well either way, I'm about to finish strong Redemption songs of a Genghis Khan Revenge is sworn later on, though the gang is calm You hit the nail on the head, bro, we don't bang with y'all Your team different, we don't move with the same the calm, what I reflect 
Sweat is still a real feel temperature Symptoms show I'm physically ill and still emperor Track whisperer, carbon color kind kiss the door Kiss the jaws and make him cry, it's not difficult, whoa A lot of rappers is rolling in fear of trotter They fall from rock solid, they soldiers Terracotta of my philosophy, I'm the father like Aristotle I will put an end to your whole saga, you Harry Potter's It's soft, your rhymes EMO, mine's is non-GMO I'm a vessel, a vehicle, y'all don't see it though I'm coming for the riches you stole, like King Leopold And keep the whole world on watch while history unfolds Yeah. All right. Uh, so then, going on to the next one, how to hold a chopper. So this song is like more of like um, it's more of like a kind of like. I, I guess you have to think about the context of, of of Philadelphia growing up in that era. So like, he says, okay. How to speak truth to power is to refuse to cower and teach youth the hour of reckoning is upon us. There's enemies among us. Essentially, in more than recent memory, they hung us. Public assembly to watch death become us. Better believe it, but if not, check the numbers. Gramps told my father they sold his papa for gold and copper, even though he was the strongest cropper. Now, am I wrong if I teach my son to properly hold a chopper and how to bring down a helicopter? Like a chopper is referencing like an automatic rifle, like an automatic AK-47. And like, you think about this, this is like a, like a, like a speaking from like, is it, is it wrong for me to like teach my son to be like a revolutionary, to be like armed and in and, and fear like, like racial tensions, like from the government or otherwise, like keep in mind okay like in 1985 the police literally fucking bombed a neighborhood with c4 like this like actually happened like you don't you don't hear about police dropping fucking bombs like in the middle of a residential area and shit like fucking 61 homes burned down like 11 people died five of which were kids like this shit was like it was a crazy like thing that happened yeah. in 1985 yeah like that shit it was, was fucked up yeah it was a it it was a bomb and, and they put it in a brief it was like in a briefcase like it was like the ghettoest bomb you've ever seen in your life that they dropped yeah. it was like the move cut so there was like a weird uh so like philly history right so there's like a like a i mean they were like a straight up cult like they weren't like the best yeah like they weren't like cool people to live near them the move people um they were like a straight up urban like crazy cult like religious cult um yeah they were like religious and, cult they were like you know like, yeah it's like it was like like they were kind of the bad guys, but then like the city was like, yo, okay, well they're cold, they're bad guys, so we're just gonna like surround their house and like if they don't come out and surrender, and we're gonna arrest them for whatever. I mean, I think you know they were like bad dudes, but then they didn't come out, so they're like, oh, we'll just drop this, we'll put a bomb in like a like a patent leather briefcase, like a lure briefcase, and throw it out of an airplane, out of a helicopter under the roof, and it well, yeah, like caught the whole thing on fire. They burned the whole thing down. It was like a David Koresh, Branch Davidian thing. Yeah, kill like a I read, in there. well apparently like, originally were like uh, it was like kind of like uh, 
civil rights, animal rights, kind of vegetarian thing, and like they kind of like, and then there was a standoff, and then some uh, a police officer was murdered, and a bunch of other, like firefighters and stuff were like injured as well, and like nine people got arrested for it, and they got that they did like uh they all got arrested and charged with third degree murder. And, and and eventually their whole movement shifted to like the releasing of these nine prisoners, and and eventually it just became it escalated, escalated, and they tried to evict them and evict these yeah. people, and then yeah, so like basically somebody shot first. They don't know if it was them or the police, but somebody shot first. But eventually landed like they had fortified this like this complex, like like a military base, like with bunkers, and they put like a like an inch thick like metal like like top on the roof and shit and like it was basically like a military installation more or less and there was like this crazy shootout where where like the fucking police actually like fired 10,000 rounds into this fucking building and shit and eventually yeah, it, it like, was okay a, it was a straight up stand up yeah. like it was like they it, it took a long time too like they were there for a yeah. while like oh, we better drop four pounds of C4 on them and just try to blow the they're, whole fuck yeah they're like well first we'll use good. fire hoses yeah, we use fire hoses and fucking tear gas to try to smoke them out and then well, that didn't work. Let's might as well drop four pounds of C four on them and fucking level the whole damn neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like shit was fucked up. Yeah, they burned that whole. Yeah, they, it was, yeah. so it was they were row homes, so they burned the whole thing down. Yeah, so um, we'll, we'll think about this. Like this is like I'm sure I'm thinking like in terms of context. Like he grew up like this is his childhood. Like in the eighties, yeah. this fucking yeah. happened. You watch you watch it on like the action news, man. At night you watch yeah, the like, thing. Yeah, so like yeah. And in terms of like. Also, How, helicopter, like, like police helicopters today and shit. Like that shit's not like it's not better. Like, like it's not police better. helicopters like, were. So I mean, interrupt you. But, like so, in the eighties and nineties is when they first started getting like helicopters, like the police, right? So they used them in like L.A. And it was like uh, that they started chasing people with helicopters, right, in spotlights. And it was, and it became like overnight, like this, like the thing you avoided, right? So, um, because they would just like chase you around, like you know, you couldn't run away because they would just chase you with the helicopter to keep the spotlight on you. That was the idea, and it was like a Vietnam style like approach, and it was new in like the eighties and nineties. And like you, if you go back and watch like Boys in the Hood and all those movies, like police helicopters play a prominent role in those films, like for a reason. And I think it's part. So like, if you're a kid growing up, you like it's this new like police thing that's coming after you. Like nowadays, like maybe kids growing up are like I don't know, like some weird internet like police thing or something like that. But but um. It was just like it was. It was that you know. I could see that being like as like growing up as a kid. It was like the new, uh, like the new technology you had to be f- like fearful of, kind of. I guess that was like this eye in the sky that like you couldn't see and you could, but you could hear it coming, kind of. Anyway, sorry. I'm just saying, yeah, it's just fucked up. Like the whole thing is like, yeah, he's just talking about like, yeah, like like his his role as like a black man in society and and his 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 viewpoint. It's like, yeah, like. I'm from Philly. I've seen this. This is where I'm from. It's not, hasn't gotten any better. Like they used to fucking hang us some trees and shit. Not that long ago. You know what I mean? Like this is the fucking climate I'm in. Like yeah. So that line. Like yeah. Am I wrong if I teach my son how to hold a fucking AK-47 and bring down a helicopter? Like am I? Is that okay? I mean, or is it like? Not okay. I don't know. The whole thing it just brings us so many different political, socio, socioeconomic issues. It's crazy, man. Deep. Yeah, in like one minute. The song's like a minute long. By the yeah. way, <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> in that one yeah. minute, he feels yeah. so much. Like Jesus, man. So we've been talking about it for like twenty minutes. He's been. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Exactly. All right. So uh, Trek Six, the new grit. Uh, 
I want to say that they say John again here, Cliff. They do. Oh, do they? they, they shout out two fifteen, and then he, and then he's right right off the bat. I get off my John. Oh, uh, all right. Well, this one's pretty good too, then. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Two fifteen. I get on my jaw when I perform I grab a bull by the horns You probably should try the doors I body you mighty cons My dynasty alliance Full of firearms carriers Kings who pull strings like a Stradivarius His imperial highness is smartest Smart appliances sharper than the academy of Arts and sciences Thoughts and sciences Plus with tragedy the triumph is Try, try again I rule the night with an iron fist An indication that you're close so to dying says, I get on my jaw when I perform I grab the bull by the horns you probably should try to do it i body you maricones maricone is a uh, spanish for the hard f <laughs> and uh my dynasty alliance uh, he says Ali- my dynasty alliance but he pronounces alliance my dynasty alliance full of firearm carriers kings who pull strings like a stradivarius i looked that word up too and stradivarius is a violin like it's yeah. like the yeah, it's like the the, the greatest string instrument from the super valuable. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, you're not gonna have to work again the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. What I got from Wikipedia says, according to the reputation, the quality of their sound has defied attempts to explain or equal it. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like a dude built a bunch of violins and no one knows how he did it, and they're all amazing and they can't re- replicate it, and they're just out there. It's just like yeah. crazy to think about. But anyway. Yeah, it's just another, but but this is also like a real grimy beat. So this one, whereas like how to hold the chopper is more of like a like a lonely beat, I could say, because there's not much to it. There's like a trumpet, and then um, like some more like traditional like African style drums, and but then this one has more of a beat, more similar to history unfolds. The new grid has like the guitar kind of like yeah, it has more of like a that's why they kind of flow together like they're short songs but they kind of go together because they're they're similar uh i really like the how he ends this this verse uh i'm hardwired but it's barbed wire i took that vanity and threw it in the bonfire some iffy shit transpired uh them guns gonna fire i never see my reflection i'm like a vampire like yeah, I like I I like it when he when he disses on people, uh, you know, for like for like just the stupid things that they think are important in life. Um, the way he does it, man, it's just so it's it's just so next level, man. I don't know, it's pretty great. Yeah. All right, up next, uh, "Long Liveth," track seven. Salutations, I'm running out of patience. So everything in moderation, even moderation. Check every single allegation for recalibration. Call that the big payback, it's debt consolidation. The credit fell, what the hell? Too much bechamel. Well, FML, they desecrated the decibel. Go check the mail, then let me know if it's as it tells. My ears burn like desert trails or Jezebels. Uh, somebody must be talking about me for carrying the big stick and walking loudly. Articles in the Times and the New 
joke about me My killer instinct is like Orca probably I'm a Pulitzer Prize fighter How I vaporize writers Shut them down at one time Synchronize silence Make the audience forget you call it Alzheimer's Child rhymers don't come at the old timers Whether your fan base is low mamas or old bombers How you claim to have something in check With no commas You and Mary got the yeah. same request Another good one um, It flows again perfectly with the previous one it's a little bit longer he has two verses as opposed to like the one long one like the previous two songs this was the beat in this one was tough because it was like slow um yeah, it's a slower that has, it, it, it's, it has and it's a real off? heavy swing to it is it off or like it, there's something it, odd about it. like it, it it's it, like it's not off it, it, it's not off it has a swing to it like it has like a it's not exact you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like it has a, it moves. You know what I mean? Like it's not like like if you try to map it, like you could say it's X BPM, and then you pull up X BPM and play with it. Like every hat, every hi hat, every kick, every snare, it's gonna be a little bit off from where it quote unquote should be based on that grid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just it has just, a swing to it. It was just a little unsettling to us. I mean, not bad, but just like it kind of threw you a little bit because some of the stuff's so tight. Like it, it's just kind of. I don't know. But yeah, that's the thing. Like, like while it is a different style beat and like the production and the time, it, it's still four on the floor of the time signature as, as is most hip hop. Um, 90% of it, but, uh, black thought again, is one of the best. And he, and, and regardless of how unsettling the beat might be to you or how off, off tempo might be like, it is still like a rhythm and he still finds a way to like well, he, ride that. You know what I mean? Like, like, like he's on a boat. His he's cadence like, is on. Fucking, his cadence he's got sea like, legs, pulls dog. it together. Yeah, like, like, like the boat is rocking, but he's got sea legs, man. He rocks with yeah. the fucking boat. Like his cadence pulls it together. Like when he's like rapping it, it like, it tightens it up. I don't know how to explain it. Like by itself, the beat is like, cause it starts off unsettling for like a couple of whatever. Like it goes around a couple of times. And, um, and then he comes in and like tightens it. Cause he, his, he's right on point with it so i don't know it was kind of yeah. neat in that way i guess Salutations, I'm running out of patience. So everything in moderation, even moderation. Check every single allegation for recalibration. Call that the big payback. It's that consolidation. The credit uh, what the hell? So just the whole first verse, man. Greetings and salutations. I'm running out of patience. So everything in moderation, even moderation. The whole like rest of this first verse he's calling out like the current state of the rap rap game and and like current mcs and um yeah just like make the audience forget you call it alzheimer's like just the way that he rips um like just how how there's no content to a lot of a lot of the raps right now dude it's absolutely amazing like just this whole the whole diss of the first verse is amazing. Dude, he says in that line, he says, "Somebody must be talking about me for carrying a big stick and walking loudly." Yes. Ar- articles in the Times and the New Yorker about me. My killer instinct is like orchid, probably. Orchid, you know, from Killer Instinct, bro. I'm like, 
video game references. Though another thing, dope MCs do all dope <laughs> MCs from the '90s always video, always reference '90s video games. Though totally, I wanna man. Fucking, I want to make a whole playlist of all the rappers that talk about fucking '90s video games. Though I could totally do it, man. This is totally, a, like, Killer Instinct is like Orchid, probably because anybody that played Killer Instinct back in the day, like yeah, who like you wanted to be Orchid, like that was that was a player. She might, or she may or may not have been the best, the easiest to play with, like aesthetically she was like the coolest player to watch <laughs> aesthetically um i'm a pulitzer prize fighter yeah yeah that's okay. crazy yeah just that's dude, just that whole... i vaporize riders yeah. yeah 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 shut them down at one time synchronized silence like yeah. oh dude that, the whole first this. verse man yeah whether your fan base is little mamas or obamas Oh man, yeah, so good, okay. dude. God damn. And how I talked about this earlier. How he's talking about him as a child. He says, "Since the second grade, I've been gainfully employed, hustling for change every day from three to four. When other kids was into playing games and being bored, going against the grain, what what I painfully enjoyed. When they was into race cars, trains, TV, and toys." I was thinking fat gold chains and freakazoids. Filling the deeper void, listening to that indecent noise, people used to tell me, boy, your brain going to be destroyed. It's just, he's bringing it back, man. He just says, like, yeah, he's like, I'm the best. Like, you can't fuck with him. All right. Uh, track eight The Streets. Uh, I said, my cranium is vibranium, my brain is um uranium and titanium, 45s who aiming them, organize the stadium, tell them, take cover, I warned you not to play with them, them borderline war crimes, you gotta wait with them, who came to save the day and brought the K with them, to read the people's chant from the equal team, trying to keep it clean, long as all my people's energy, this one, Ooh, yes, yes, Man, like, the B is more upbeat. The hook is like like it, it's a, like you don't expect it at first. So you you know it's kind of uh, unsettling the first lesson. But then you once you realize like what the song is all about, like it's just man, it's like upbeat. It gets you hype. It's like one of those tracks that makes you want to run through a wall. <laughs> uh, I love the I love the uh, I will hurt Hercules. I will murk most MCs. The last one to show up and the first one to leave the crime scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So he says, "Yo, Omerta Code meets the Hipp- Hippocratic Oath. Omerta Code—that's like the code of conduct for the mafia, as far as like not being a fucking snitch or a rat and talking to police." He says, "So it's like that meets the Hippocratic Oath. Observing this whole circus from a diplomatic post, my word and his whole purpose—a cinematic scope. The earth and his whole surface—I consider that his toast." Same as Sammy Davis, Belafonte, Quincy Jones, Mahatma Gandhi, James Baldwin, Jesse Owens. Running from a cop car, me and Akbar. I changed from a rock boy to a rock star. Hijacked the elevator to the top floor. I'm taking everything that's left like a southpaw. But yeah, like, he says, I changed from a rock boy to a rock star. Like, rock boy. Like, I used, I'm a rock boy. I used to sell cocaine rocks. Mm-hmm. I changed from a rock boy to a rock star. I'm taking everything that's left like a southpaw left-handed fighter. That's fucking crazy, man. 
Yeah, no, it's a good one. I like this one too, man. But yeah, that, that hook is dope too. She fucking belts that shit out. That's like from the diaphragm. All right, and last uh, last track, Conception. my favorite out of all of them this is my favorite song maybe maybe because it's like less about like proofing skills in mc like battle raps and like shutting everything down or like or less about like trying to like educate people and reference things in history or any of that it's a personal song about his relationship with his wife you know i mean it's like and this is featuring reek ruffin okay I didn't know this until tonight. Reek Ruffin is Black Thought. Reek is a playoff Tariq, and he's singing the hook himself. So, like, like we talked about Little Brother earlier, like, um, Fonte sings well. He has, like, an alter ego. He goes Percy Miracles for, like, these, like, joke skit tracks. Uh, the other guy in Little Brother, uh, rapper Big Poo, Darian Brockington is Big Poo singing. So, like, so, like, it's not Black Thought featuring Black Thought singing the hook. Reek Ruffin is actually Black Thought. I didn't have no idea that was him, man. They, they credit it as his alter ego. Yeah, that's cool, man. But the, but the beat is basically just a vocal. It's like they, they just take a vocal and just loop it and then throw jumps on it. Yeah, it's probably my favorite song. Of attraction again. Focus on a more passionate plane. No conceptions immaculate, man. Again to the well I went While the soul man screamed bloody hell I vent I'm trying to decode the meaning of the spell I'm in And I don't even know what fucking hotel I'm in I checked in as the monarch of Mel yeah, That was a good way to finish it off Like, it felt, I don't know, different than the rest of the album But still, obviously, because it's, you know the Everything we've talked about here The lyrics are just out of this world amazing again Dude, I mean it's personal too he's like speaking about the actual like things in his life and and, and where he's at with this relationship and like okay so he says i'm trying to create another avenue of revenue or several because i'm in love with having you so he's talking about like he's a musician and how that lifestyle has put a strain on his marriage or whatever and he's trying to find another source of income 
so he can keep his family intact. You know what I mean? Like he's that, that's what he's referencing. He's like, yeah. It's like I'm I'm trying to find another avenue, revenue, or several because I'm in love with having you. So security is just a whole nother animal. I can't assume Xanadu had a panic room. I didn't know what Xanadu was. I looked that up too. And that's referencing fucking Citizen Kane. Xanadu's the estate. And he's like, there's no panic room in the in Xanadu and Citizen Kane. Man, this fucking dude. He says, I wish the man in the moon had a manual and gratitude for the wishes I had granted you. A lifetime, finally, I'm understanding you. The lifeline that the lines in the hand or two. So, that, that line, a lifeline, finally, I'm understanding you. It's like, dude, like anybody that's been in a relationship for like a long time, you realize like you don't know somebody. Like, like, like I've been with Erica almost 10 years now. And like, I'm still trying to figure it out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you say, a lifetime, finally, I'm understanding you. It's like, yeah, like, yeah, here we are all these years later. And I'm still peeling back layers of the onion. Like, that's just like, that's just something that resonates like personally with anybody that's been in like a long relationship like that. Yeah, yeah I love how, that's a good I love how he starts off the second verse too. The second verse is really tight. So he says, once again to the well, I went. While the soul man screamed bloody hell out there. I'm trying to decode the meaning of the spell I'm in. And I don't even know what fucking hotel I'm in. I checked in as the monarch of melanin. The elephant, my body, is a shell I'm in. Piecing myself together, teaching myself to never let one loss divorce my development. That's just deep, man. He just keeps going and keeps going. Like it's personal. It's like, but the beat... And the song all together, the whole thing. It's like I didn't know Black Dog had soul like that when he was singing, man. Like you just feel that shit, dude. He's just belting it out. Like it speaks to you. But again, like is the one like, a lot of the stuff wasn't very per- like there was a song about as like growing up. Like or, I mean, there's a lot of like, grown up stuff, but there was one song that was like really about growing up, and then this one, it's kind of like like per- like a personal song. You know what I mean? Like a lot of it's like kind of political and like. It, like this one, you didn't have to like Google as much stuff in the song as you do in the other ones, you know. It's it's um, interpret it's more de- yeah. interpretation than it is like research, you know. Yeah, it's like it's not like a historical like reference and placing yourself in a particular point in time and stuff like that. It's it's like him just talking about his family, um, and his relationships. So it's a little different, right, than the other ones, which is kind of cool. Um. Anyway. Yes, it was good. It was a good end, man. Good end to the to a really good album pick. Really, yeah, I, I had no idea like how deep it was until I really like sat there and listened to it critically. You know what I mean? Like trying to pick out lines and like wow, like I had made like little mental notes here and there of like stuff I wanted to like talk about later on, and then I actually sat down and listened to it again, but actually like reading the actual lyrics, what he's actually saying. Like wow, like it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper, and like. And eventually, yeah. It's, I can't believe he's singing the, like the, he's doing the singing in it too. Yeah, dude. Like, I that no was pretty idea. fun. I, I think he told me just now. I didn't know. I was like, oh, that's yeah, him. I wouldn't have known either. I had to go back yeah, and like, said something like, on mute. I'm like, oh, that is him. Holy shit. Well, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, depending good. on like how you project your voice, it can have different tones. Like, like, um, for example, like Bahamadia, the rapper Bahamadia, the female rapper, she's been around since the nineties and like, her style is very like smooth and like spoken. She's almost like just barely above whispering, right? But then you see her live, dude, and her voice is high pitched, dude. And she still like spits it like so precise and like dope. 
but it's like a higher pitched voice, almost like a screechy kind of sound, like like, like the girl that sings the hook on the previous song, on the streets. Like that's where the voice sounds like because she, but whenever you're performing, you can't like you can't whisper, you can't barely speak above a whisper into a microphone. That's just not feasible for like a sound engineer to mix and put into a fucking beat in, in, a, in a live ass room full of thousands of people. It's just not feasible. So you have to adjust your pitch. Um, the same thing with uh, with Wake Self, like. Wake Self from Zoology. Rob, you, you especially said when you listen to Zoology, you say, I fucking love Wake's voice. Like yep. his voice. And, like that's how he talks. Like on those previous songs, like that's his tone. He has a very deep, very um, like guttural kind of like tone. Like that's how he speaks. But eventually, like he got to the point where he was performing and he's like shouting and, and it was like hurting his voice. Like he was like doing damage to his throat and his vocal cords and shit. And eventually, like he got to the point where he had to take actual singing lessons to learn how to perform in a different voice. So if you listen to Wake Self's new album, spoiler alert, it's gonna be my next pick whenever it's my turn again. Um, I didn't want to do it because I wasn't ready to do it. Uh, I don't know. I just lost. We just lost a homie like a few months ago. I didn't want to get right into it right away, but it's incredible either way. But you listen to his newest album, Ready to Live, and he sounds different. And he sounds different because he has to sound different. He has to change his his vocal tone and learn to speak in a different register, so he's not doing physical damage to his actual throat. You know what I mean? Another example: um, uh, Gemini from Danger Mouse, from the Danger Mouse and Gemini. Gemini is another rapper. He goes so Gemini. It's like two people, right? Two people. He has two different personas. He has like the smooth, like the smooth lyrical type, and then the the really higher pitch super hype like fucking live ass dude he's got two different tones of his voice but he's one dude it sounds like two dudes sounds like a group but it's just one dude like performing in a different tone or different register a different style but yeah that's crazy i didn't know black thought can fucking sing so yeah here we are black thought can sing too look at that all right boys i think it is time for us to move into video games yeah we we talked about the album for twice as long as the two albums combined. I like it. It's a sorry. really good pick. Really good pick. No, don't be sorry, man. This is. I would say even after sure. all this talk, you should go and listen to it because we don't do it justice. Reading the lyrics uh, doesn't do it justice. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean I'll, I I'll edit them in there time. too, but I was able to take my time and like speak them, you know, because because sometimes you don't catch them. But right, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I still I pick, I pick I snippets. Felt. I still yeah. felt coming in like I was like, man, I don't really know. Like, I, there's stuff I wanted to like. I I heard and was like, okay, I like this part, this part. But um, like there were parts. I'm, I, like, there's a lot of this album. I'm like, man, I, I still don't know what. I still feel like there's a lot more to listen to. I guess and a lot more to get out of. Yeah. It, even though I listen. Oh, to dude, it a I, this times, is this know? is these albums totally are still gonna get play for me. Uh, post this this episode, yeah. like <laughs> they're they're really good. Yeah, I'm so out of the loop. I was like, "Oh, I didn't even know he did solo stuff." That shows you where I'm at. But um, well, he was supposed to go out the solo album like back in like 2000 or like 99, like, and it it, it got shelved. Like that shit just happens. Like people create albums and the, the labels like, "Oh no, it's it's not right. We're not going to make any money off of it. So it's going to cost us too much money to mass produce it. So we're just not going to do anything with it. We know it's done, massively finished completely, but no, we're not going to release it because we're not going to make our money back. So sorry, sorry for all the time and effort you put into it." And that eventually, a lot of those songs got put on phrenology. And then another project he's supposed to do with uh, with uh, Danger Mouse called Dangerous Thoughts that never came out as well. Maybe that'll come out later. I don't know what happened with that, but yeah. Mm. All right. Video games. 
games. Uh, I'm going to start it off with two PSAs about Destiny. One, play Arc Strider. Why? There is a bug right now. It's so good. And it's my favorite bug. I've used it to my advantage. It is amazing for people like me and Admiral Nips because if you get killed in your super, you get energy back. Okay. I, I got fucking shotgunned the instant I popped my super today. Guess who had their super back the very next round? Like literally seconds later. Um, when you die, you get almost all of the super energy back that you died with. So we were playing comp the other day, and I got my super three rounds in a game of comp. Is that just... Um, it, I wonder if it works if you jump off the map. Um, is, uh, I'm going to report you. Everybody report. Is that just Arc Strider that it works for? Just Arc Strider right now. It makes sense because Arc Strider is a super that you die in more than any other one. So that works out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've yeah. never seen me pop a golden gun before. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so, so wait, is this top tree, middle tree, bottom, all three? What is I'm it? using bottom. I only use middle. So it's both of those. It's yeah, by so all of them, yeah. And, you and, should use top tree in PvP anyways, right? Probably uh, bottom. Uh, bottom tree is what you should use in PvP. Oh, yeah. Because that that gives you your your regen, Although regen your dodge with the right armor equipment, like a melee based armor thing, it might work. Top tree, but yeah, right. middle tree is great for um, reviving people in trials. Yeah. Okay, we'll get to that though. Uh, oh, we talked about it last week. What am I talking yeah. about? Okay. Uh, public service announcement number two. We talked about this already, but you know me, I like talking about other podcasts. Firing Range, released episode two. What is Firing Range, you ask? Well, it is Cammy, Drewski, Mercules, Cool Guy, and Fallout, and they talk about guns and meta stuff and PvP, and you should fucking listen. For example, I haven't even finished this week because I was listening to these albums, and my free time is limited, so I devoted it to listening to these albums. But what I did here halfway through... A thought, explosive rounds and trials. Not only do you not have the damage fall off from shooting a gun with explosive rounds because half of the bullet damage doesn't have a range fall off, but also you can shoot the floor next to a revive and it resets the uh, revive counter with the explosion. So even if you can't see someone, you can just shoot the ground around them Mm -hmm. and continue to reset the revive while your teammates rotate around and kill them. So... Lots and lots and lots of good info. If you like PvP, if you're playing Trials, I highly suggest that you listen to the first two episodes. Um, some of the smartest guys in the game are putting it out there. It's worth your time. I, well, I don't need to play Trials anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Why not? Because I got to hang out at the lighthouse with my, my good friends Nessie and Val. Uh, you got flawless. Nice. Yeah. We, Congratulations. Uh, on, on Saturday night, we went for or Sunday night. Sunday All night, right. we went flawless. But yeah, Friday night, we played before uh, before the raid. And I was trying to run Revoker Hardlight. And Anomaly is not the map for me to do that. So <laughs> when we got back together, we... Uh, Val and uh, Nessie had had a ton of success with running with TJ. I think they went 25 and 1 one night on Saturday night. I think they went 25 and 1 between you know the four cards they ran. They were they were fucking 
just doing some work dude. shop all night yeah. long. Uh, yep. And what they were running was two shotguns and a sniper. So I threw, took off the revoker and the hard light, threw on Soros and Mindbenders, and just tried to collapse after Nessie got a pick. And, you know, by collapse, I mean be about five steps behind Val, but there in case I need it. Uh, and it worked so much better. We threw one game, so thankfully we had the mercy. Uh, we should have won that, but I fired a rocket at a guy uh, when we were up two rounds to one. He had slide pants on and reflected it back, killing both me and Nessie. And then Oof. instead of us being up 3-1, uh, <laughs> it was 2-2, and we lost 5-4. Yeah, that's a pretty clutch move, man. Slide yeah. pants, Dude, rocket back slide pants. The worst slide part of pants was, fucked us on a round two this weekend. The worst part was... It was 3v1. So if I had just shot him with the primary, yeah, because uh, Nessie was right behind me and Val was chasing the other way, we would have been fine. I know but, you think, yeah, you're like, I got the rocket. Why I would I shoot him with the primary? Was, yeah. Before what, it even what hit. What possible Cassio. harm could happen by throwing this rocket at him? As soon as I saw him slide, I'm like, oh, God, I'm dead. But I didn't know Nessie was right behind me. So I was dead. And then I like looked over and I saw an orb right next to me. And I'm like, oh, God, no. I killed us both. <laughs> oh, man, dude uh i and the the funny thing was i talked to i think val said to me uh because we were all talking about about who's gonna run with who this weekend and they're like or maybe nessie said it to me like yeah uh i told i told uh val i'd help him with with rob uh to the lighthouse and then we'll jump on pc and play with you and that that didn't happen either. They stayed on Xbox all night because they they found it to be much easier this weekend. They they wreck shop. Mm. Um, I got my first raid clear on Friday. Yeah, you did, and you and my f- and my first pit clear. Oh yeah, pit of heresy. Oh yeah, we did that too. Yeah, you brought your big boy pants to the raid too. Ah. Uh, like you rack shop and you were building rebuilding platforms before between like going out it was like okay fluffy fluffy's sick of us clowning on him for not having a raid clear because he's uh he's bringing his big boy pants and doing everything right it was great hey man i always said that i was never the problem like even though like the raid clears happened when i wasn't there like no, you i was like i'm never the one who was like dying but this raid i actually had the most kills yeah and really um, i think on our side, you, me, and Nessie were rotating through and rebuilding. And on Hippo's side, him and Chuck and Bryce were doing a great job of rebuilding, too. And it made the DPS a lot easier. Yeah. We actually had platforms yeah. to stand on. Yeah, I think I think we had a good rotation going. You know, I think um, it is. It's like, it's like eventually like you become, like, once you understand not just your job, but everybody else's job, it becomes a lot yeah. easier to, to, to be dynamic and, and adjust to the needs of the crew like whenever you need to like that's how it was like i i mean i knew that you guys were building or doing a thing and i knew when i was fucking it up because i would get in the tether or whatever whenever it was just you and hippo doing the thing right but then i realized like okay so that's how we do it that's where they're trying to go with the thing so now i understand that so if i was able to do it then we just did it so uh, yeah but it was because i i was willing to do a different job and actually time to learn it yo do you guys uh you guys get a good shotgun this weekend what? All right. The trial shotgun is uh, kinetic mindbenders. Potentially can roll better than a mindbenders. I didn't play trials. Um, I didn't get the god roll, 
but I did get rifled barrel, appended mag, quick draw, elemental capacitor, and range masterwork. And the elemental capacitor adds to quick draw. It's handling, so it's good. Um, there was a Drewski video out about the shotgun, and uh, with the right perks, um, it was hitting more consistently than Mindbenders, but they're both like eight or nine meters, so in my hands or an average player's hands, they're on par with each other, I would say. Also, Mindbender still, uh, while it's not consistent, has ridiculous range. In uh, one of our rounds and trials, uh, we were I was up on the platform by the truck where you spawn, you know? Yeah. I was in that doorway looking into room oh, one. Oh, yeah. Uh, and two guys came running up the stairs. First guy, standing like two, two steps down, killed him with the Mindbenders. Fired my next shot. The guy's foot had just hit the bottom stair coming into room one. And he dropped. So I was in the doorway wow, all the dude. way to the other doorway and one shot him. And uh, <laughs> it was just like, well, that guy probably just broke his controller. That's crazy, man. It is um, also, like the yeah. cleanup range from the shot. Like, yeah. Like, cleanup. if you're like half health, like it's like across the map. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. Anyway. Um, no, I, dude, even with mine, like, like mine's that. not as good as yours. Uh, right. Rob, but even the one I have, like I, I, I played um, sniper, um, sniper hardlight. I played revoker hardlight all weekend in trials, and my shots were on. Like I was, for the most part, I was able to maintain. Um, I just, I was, I was doing work with it, but I put that shotgun on in comp. Uh, what I wasn't playing trials and uh, not forgotten, and dude. There were some shots that I pulled with that shotgun that would have never happened with my dust rock. And my dust rock is not a bad shotgun. Right. So, they, or not a bad dust rock, I should say. Can I ask for hard um, light? Did they change the the stability of it or something? Uh, or is it just like the damage? Is that all that changed? The, when they, bu they buffed auto rifles and then hard light doesn't have fall off. Oh, that's it. Okay. And it has ricochet rounds. So the, they, they, the they reason do something that, with the screen shake. Like they, they, there was an adjustment. Maybe it wasn't this patch, but they the took that one. out. Uh, yeah, okay, I think okay. it was maybe with, maybe with Shadow Keep, they, they made an adjustment to the, the yeah. screen shake. I'm seeing they, it everywhere and I'm like, they, I don't care about damage fall off. I mean, that gun was annoying to use, but I haven't. I should no, try it's, it. it's it's a fucking laser on PC, man. Uh, the archetype got buffed too, like Monte Carlo. Yeah, yeah, yeah six hundred's pretty good. Yeah. The summoner, the other chosen man, the fucking that, that thing melts. Too. Yeah, when they yeah. inevitably nerf hard light because everyone's using it, summoner is going to be a real good uh, mm. fallback plan. Also, the uh, the hard light catalyst maxes out the stability bar. Oh, gotcha. That might be all right. I've been seeing um, all over. I don't quite know why. Um, it's really annoying in trials, too, especially on anomaly. The number of uh, because once it ricochets, it does double it damage does when it hits damage, people. Yeah, uh, and I like people shooting from room three off the uh, door in room two and killing somebody in room one was a, a thing that happened a couple <laughs> of times. Just, when you get like two I, or three people firing that gun and the bullets are because you can't. There's no peak shooting when that when no. bullets are flying all over the place. You know. Like, dude, geez. I killed so many people in cover this weekend yeah. that dodged into those rooms and just stood still, and I just emptied a clip into the room and finished them off. Why well, like, do that when you can uh, just throw skip grenades like a scumbag? Uh, that, I also did that. Skip yeah. grenades are skip amazing. Skip grenades are fine. Yeah, <laughs> skip grenades. Just quiet yourself down there, buddy. All right, there. Um, That's all I've run in trials is Shinobu's yeah. double skips. 
Well, dude, skip grenades with the sniper auto build is is a really good build yeah. because if you body them with the sniper, you can throw skip grenades and finish them typically or also, force them to move stupidly. Skip grenades also tell you where the other person is. Because you, yeah, exactly. you can just throw them in a room and follow them around the corner, you know. Unless they hit a Titan wall, then you get the damage numbers, but it's uh, yeah, oh, that yeah. Can't, that's gotten me before. Um, I was pretty happy. I got to play day trials on Sunday with Nessie and Hippo, and we made an entire team goose all five rounds. That was great. Oh. I saw that screenshot. I I was like, holy crap! Like no one died, and no one. Like on the other team, kill, had one single kill in five rounds. Like, was that on what a game? PC or Xbox? I'm just curious. That was PC. PC. Uh, and then, dude. Uh, so also, so the Arc Strider glitch. So I popped my Arc Strider. Right, we 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 were round four, and I think they or we had four wins. They had three wins. Right, so. They didn't have any shutdown supers. I popped my Arc Strider and instantly got fucking shotgunned out of it. Like, popped it, landed, and died, right? And that was, like, for the win. Like, there's two guys there. If I would have got my swipes out, we would have won the round. And I, like, I just fucked up when I popped it because I jumped in the air instead of doing it on the ground. So there's that delay when you fall. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I just have this bad habit of jumping in the air and popping it. But because of the glitch, I instantly got it back. The round ends. We spawn. I'm, I have my fucking super again. And we're, we're chasing one guy left. And his blade barrage comes up as I'm chasing him. So I, I start chasing him. I par, pop my arc strider. He jumps up in the air to blade barrage me. Does his blade barrage. And I hit the slam button. So I slam to the ground. He's literally in front of me, like in that lane where the uh, the, the truck is, uh-huh. like going up to Blue Elbow. Yeah, yeah. We're in the middle of that. So he's uh, he jumps off a platform. I'm right by the box. There's no cover for me. Direct shot, and I hit slam, and somehow the blade barrage missed me. And I jump up in the air and fucking swipe him for a kill and win the round. Nice. Like, that dude probably broke his controller too <laughs> whatever they, you know they made some change blade brush because i have successfully avoided a couple of them with just like going around a corner or something you know like like good moves but in the past it would i would be dead regardless because it didn't matter yeah but yeah you can legit like dodge a blade brush if you're if you're quick about it yeah uh, maybe it's just because i slammed or the animation of the slam or something, something. but there's no reason i should have lived but there's and something, yeah, like they actually have to hit you with it now, I think. Whereas before it was uh, just like the general vicinity. Just general, just yeah. anywhere on the screen. Uh, that could be. But again, <laughs> nothing uh, nothing compares to the the fun of trials for me, for PvP. Dude, it's like, right? just <laughs> comp is nowhere near it. Like trials is just, the blood gets rushing. It's just okay. like so exciting and heartbounding. And even when it, like so, I lose and it's disappointing that we lost, I'm like, Whatever, let's fire up another card. I want to oh, do it fuck some yeah. more. Yeah. What about yeah. the? Can I ask you about the light? Like, what what light are you guys at going in the trials? I'm at a thousand now. A thousand. Th- I was nine ninety six most of the time. So you're mostly uh, ten ten okay. is the max. Right. Yeah, okay. I mean, I was I with because you don't have your artifact right. So I'm like I'm like a thousand nine, a thousand ten right now. I was I was high nineties. Yeah. Like okay, so. So you're right there, somewhere so around yeah okay. I, I might have been a thousand because we did the raid on like, friday and i got i got almost all thousand 
plus gear doing the raid. So I need to play more. Yes, I'm still like uh, I think I, I'm at like 940 or something, 950. I, I can't even qualify. I um, would like to uh, take this moment to um, give a shout out to our friend Lana for running all my PVE content. This week. <laughs> How did she do it? Oh, no way. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, she did all my she did all my gambit. She did fucking uh, all my strikes. She did basically everything except for like the super hard stuff. You need three people for them under level four. So like the like the prestige nightfall hundred k thing, and then the 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 master nightfall hunts. We have to be like ten thirty or whatever. Like yeah, so she did basically everything, and then I did the crucible, and it was wonderful. I I want to say I got a. A message saying uh, Chuck sucks at PVE, but uh, she sent me a screenshot saying, "Why the hell are these blue boots locked?" Uh, <laughs> first of all, let me explain that because at the time they were my highest level gear, and I didn't accidentally delete them. But I do have blue armor locked because of the stat rules. Where like it's all recovery or it's all mobility, and I can create better builds with those pieces in spite that, of that is what i suggested back to her but she was definitely clowning on your character while she was leveling oh it no up. my ball was a mess dude it's fucked up it's I okay i have 100 like, oh, deleted man. blue gear that's higher light than anything else i have because i'm like that's ah, blue i'm like oh wait no it's like too late yeah no like, oh yeah i, I went through the wall yeah like so she played on my account i think saturday afternoon and then Saturday night, by the time I got on, she was already done. I went through and I spent like an hour and a half in the vault deleting all the shit that I don't need as far as like bullshit rolls and dumb armor and yeah, just stuff that I just like sometimes it's easier to throw in the vault than it is to actually look at the stats and look at the rolls. But yeah, so yeah. shout out to the homegirl Lana for doing that because uh, I sure as shit wasn't going to do it. And the whole idea was to do that so I could play trials, but then I didn't actually get on to play trials because uh, <laughs> I don't as much anymore. yeah yeah I'm, i figure by the time i get in the trials it'll be when the only people left are like the sweatiest fuckers on earth but you yeah, but once you get past me. the uh the third win on the card then it's easy because all the sweatiest fuckers in the game are just uh farming uh, one through I three about that yeah they're just, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the so first couple playing, games the worst so they're just playing the first three for for a drop and then back resetting their card yeah yeah they're token farming because if you uh the loot pool is only the weapons you've received so far and so mm-hmm. everyone wanted to get the good shotgun so they just got to three to get the shotgun to minimize their loot pool and then they farmed tokens the rest of the weekend to try to get as many rolls as they could to get a god roll it might work so whenever, like, so, so whenever you do that you get the uh you turn the tokens at same 14 yep yep so i feel like it might so it might work we do whatever i don't know it's not important but um like someone at bungie is like i guarantee there's someone at bungie who was like you know people are just going to reset their cards and make like the first couple games a nightmare right and no one listened to that person and that person is like what i do for a living so i'm like (laughs) it's like i tell people like you know this is going to be a nightmare right because this is what's going to happen and then everyone's like nah nah don't worry about it let's just go forward and be legends and um and then shit goes south and it's just like god damn it i told you no, but, but they 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 put in they put in something um, at win five that I think kind of combats that, and that's if you get to five wins, you can get the next passage, which gives you five tokens per win. Yeah, so you get three for doing, a win right now. So two extra that? tokens. I said two extra tokens. You get three for a win without that passage. So 
Right, but two extra tokens is not as to actually have to play games and run the risk of losing and stuff like that. I think it's one of those ones that bounties and it's not enough. Three kind is of thing. Yeah. the more. But if you go to five and then just and then just reset every two or three, you're going to get more tokens doing right. it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Although then the gun, the summoners in the loot pool too. So yeah, you're burning tokens on a drop you're not looking for. Though you should be looking for that summoner because mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Well, you could just be bad like me and not ever make it to five wins because I'm still only a three win, three win <laughs> pony. I, I've done four wins, multiple multiple think, cards, but I think never I got five. Four wins once. Maybe? I think, um, yeah, never mind. So is it matching by cart like like one yeah. win, one win kind of thing? And yeah, it's yep. like old trials. Old trials. Okay. Is um is anybody sick of an auto ride an auto rifle meta yet? No. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Because I think I think hand cannons are still viable, man. Still like better. I played I played hand cannon, shotgun, and comp, and I was fine. I was able to take out auto rifles just using cover effectively. Yeah, you just need to peek shot your uh, hand cannons, but again, that that first weekend when I was watching Cam and Drew play and they were just clowning on auto rifle users the whole time because they'd out shoot them with the hand cannon it's funny i was uh playing comp because i think it was saturday night whenever they nessie val and tj were forming tokens they're playing comp i don't know they were playing trials i was like yeah whatever i was just in party just sticking around and i just played comp all night and well, i can never get down with the auto rifle shit and it's just not my play style i was Having very good success, success using the same fucking loader that I used last season, which is Bygones Arantil. <laughs> yeah, Arantil's good. It's still good. Yeah, yeah like fusions are still good, yeah. dude. Yeah, I think they, they clip and Arantil for the fucking. Yeah. For the, for the, Whatever nerf they did, I think yeah. it was to that, like the edge case, like the, I guess, because I didn't have a backup plan one or anything like that. So Even I, backup I, plans I go for, um, I didn't go for long, like, you, I wasn't trying to map people with it, but like within its range, man, it's still just as good. No, it's still um, it's still a solid range, and backup plan is still fast. Yeah. You just can't get two shots off anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, so, I'm telling you, so what is the accelerated coils, man. That's what you want to use with it. Because um, it, it does that, that difference in charge time. If you want to be aggressive with it, man, it makes all the... I was trying to use liquid coils and aggressive co- accelerated coils is way better. If you're, like, pushing. If you're being aggressive and pushing. Um, it makes... It just that... that whatever tenth of a second or whatever makes all the difference yeah 820 so, so versus 860 so yeah. if i'm not running back a plan like what perks do you want because i have one with under pressure high impact reserves is that good or is that not good? yeah that's really good under pressure the triggers really good. you got under pressure is good tap though. the trigger is good so you, you almost if you have a if you have a lot of reserve you almost want to like fire off a shot or two yeah well um, high impact's good if you have your base two yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. That's the usual. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, I don't know, like scavenger, but tap I, tap the trigger is good too. I have a tap the trigger, um, and the uh, the firmly planted roll. Firmly that, planted is solid. I've had that forever. So it's because it works in your sliding. Yep. Also, you want a uh, scope. One of the one of the two like Tor- high zoom scopes is the way to go with that gun. Um, um, is it the torch? I forget what it's called. It's a it, it the two high zoom scopes. Um. And uh, rangefinder is good too. Rangefinder tightens your cone and Range magnifies finder, yeah. your zoom a little. Impulse or a signal are the two ones you want. 
they, I mean, they decreased, they did change the zoom effect or something like that. Cause zoom makes it look it, the way zoom works in destiny is it pretends like you're actually closer to your target than you actually are. That's how it, mm-hmm. pre- so there's, but so there's, so when you're closer, your cone is actually tighter as a result. So impulse or signal, I think are the two you want for, um, it, it makes a big difference or they, at least they, used to. They improve fusions too, because it no longer pulls to the head like shotguns. Yep. Oh yeah. And shotguns yeah, yeah. are yeah. better. Like flicking a shotgun is so much better. There were a lot less uh, people left at half health this weekend. Yeah, uh, that happened sometimes, but those were shots I just missed. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I think I think shotguns and fusions actually got a buff with that change. Like consistency wise, if you're shooting within range. Um, also, dire promise is a world drop. It's worth getting if you don't have a good hand yeah, cannon. That gun's yeah, amazing. Had, yep. I had one drop for me the other day. And it drops often if you go to uh, What's-His-Face and sell the shards. I got a pretty good roll on uh, I Dude, got like a uh, oop, lot, one. Lots of cool armor and good armor just are world drops or like like um, prime drops and stuff like that. Like I, I'm really happy that they buffed the, the loot pool a little bit. I've been getting yeah, some good. good things. Yeah. I like that the faction stuff drops. Yeah, man. That's yeah, nice. It, it looks better too, bro. That fucking uh, the future world yeah. shit with the ornament from the uh, from faction rallies. If you got it, uh-huh. it looks good, man. Hell yeah, yeah. Gear's just fun to get, man. It's just good to get good like new guns to use. Um, and Iron Banner's back this week. I I didn't get to play a lot, but I I got to play over my lunch break. I played with uh, neighbor Mike and Wolfhound and Golden Fang. That was fun. I haven't gotten Is- to play yet. I went and got my fourth horseman instead tonight. Is there anything worth getting at Iron Banner? Is there anything new? Like if um, just high level drops and good rolls uh, on okay. armor. Oh. Yeah, at the nine forties, you're probably not going to have a great time. But no, no, I'm not going to play Iron Banner for for that. I still don't understand the armor stat stuff anyway. So I'm just like, I just, I've decided that like, I'm not going to pay attention to all that stuff and just ignore it and just kind of have fun. Just if, you get, thumb, yeah, if it's over 60 if it drops over 60 without a mod then keep it and yeah if, okay. and if it's and what makes it good is if it has like 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 a very concentrated stat rule so you want all mobility or all recovery or all yeah i just want mobility for, yeah, for different energy. builds or whatever yeah if you're like just sticking around different builds yeah, just whatever but I'm not, yeah but i'm not sweating the armor i just i'm like whatever I'm definitely all about high mobility hunter builds now this season in PvP. Especially that bottom tree arc strider, man. Yeah, dude. I'm running like a seven, like yeah. a seventy something mobility. Yeah. I'm still using all my old gear, like way back when. <laughs> like I was using my dire promise meter one up until recently, so anyway. Yeah. Uh I played other games. Well, I watched my kids play other games this week. Um, so I got them on Goose Game. Uh, such a good game. They beat the first... There's like two levels of it, right? There's like the first level, which is like like your first set of to-do lists. And then it shows the credits after you do that. And then they have more complex to-do lists where you have to go to the different stages or the different levels within the game, which is cool. Um, so my oldest beat it and then she started on the more complex to-do list stuff after the credits and it was pretty cool watching her do that and figure that out. Um, 
We also picked up Animal Crossing New Horizons for them this week. Um, I was going to do Luigi's Haunted Mansion 3, but this looked like a good game that both kids could play. Like, if I could give it to my four-year-old and she can actually, like, do shit, which is kind of I thought was cool. But one thing that I didn't realize that ended up being a good, like, good good bonus for this game is there's a lot of dialogue that you have to read in this game you know it's like they don't have voice actors you have to actually read the text boxes and seeing as how my daughter isn't in school anymore it's making her read a ton (laughs) and i fucking love it so whether she's playing or my four-year-old's playing she's like dad what does that say and i'm like i don't know you tell me (laughs) <laughs> and like I'm just making her read dude and she's just reading all day long and it's absolutely fantastic so I'm pretty stoked about that uh, unforeseen bonus of having her read out loud constantly that's good yeah Goose Game's yeah. a great game for kids man yeah yeah um, I'm I, I thoroughly <laughs> say that Goose Game is worth the $20 for kids or adults man it's like a like, secret puzzle on, game for it's kids it's on Game, yeah. Pass, game Pass right yeah, yeah, it's free on Game, free on game, game Pass. I, yeah, dude. I forgot to cancel my Game Pass subscription after my $1 trial was up. So, yeah, I got Game Pass for another month. I was downloaded for the kid who lost his home. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. Because they can just mess around, too. They don't actually have to do the stuff in the game. Yeah. So it's, yeah it's, my f- and it's trolly. Like, it's it's good for kids. It's a fun game. My, my four-year-old can play it, dude. Like, yeah. she doesn't necessarily, like... She didn't check off a lot of things on the to-do list, but she had fun just messing with people and honking and taking things. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. My kid started off just messing around, and then like like an hour later, I came in and he's like, "Yeah, I'm checking stuff off the list. I'm doing this or that." I'm like, "All right." So he had a good time with it. Um, in other news, Gwent got released on uh, Android today. Oh, okay. So how's that? Uh it's been pretty good so far uh haven't run into any bugs but i've only played like five games so i was gonna say how many times did your battery die today uh <laughs> i didn't put it on my phone i put it on my tablet which has a oh, okay. battery life so okay i can fire up you know get the work computer on one side and the tablet in my lap it's going pretty well next week next week rob's gonna come on the show he's gonna be like so i uh i bought the latest android tablet because uh, i just wasn't getting the frame rate on the animations that i wanted nah i turned off the premium cards so that it doesn't give me any grief oh okay i was playing uh so on game pass they have the new ori and the will of wisp game mm, yeah that game is awesome that's super fun i've heard they're really um, good it's yeah like i didn't play the first one and like it's like a platformer, but with like melee combat type game. Um, but it's and really it's, hard too. It's really pretty to watch, and it's um, yeah. So I'm playing on like the hard setting just because I'm um, like dumb. Because you're crazy. Uh, you know, because I don't even play through games. I'm not like gonna play through a game and then like put it on hard and play through it again. So I'm like, I'll just try. No, that's hard. true. And then I figure I can always turn it down. But the combat's kind of tricky. Like it's it's, but it's got that old school sort of like you like have to look for patterns and kind of like beat the pattern sort of deal. And uh, and then the the platforming is actually pretty fun. It, it's surprisingly uh, satisfying with the controller, like the way the the jump or the double jump or the climbing works and stuff. So that game is super great, and it's on Game Pass. So that's why I was playing it because I don't buy games anymore. So hey, um, do you have a pro controller for your Switch? I 
do have the pro controller yeah but i don't is it worth it um no not really okay if you're gonna um so i have the so hori h-o-r-i makes really good controllers Mm-hmm. Uh, I have I mostly play handheld on the Switch, so I use okay, they have okay. like a left Joy-Con with a D-pad that I use. Yeah, I have that one. And then they have a bunch of controllers. Um, so if if it's a game that needs um, like the motion controls, and it's really important, then their controllers aren't so great because I think they don't have motion controls in them even. But they're like yeah, you can get like a controller from Hori for like twenty five bucks, like for the TV, and it like plugs in. It doesn't have any fancy stuff, so it's pretty cheap. But it, like they're they're just pretty solid. Um, the pro controller is okay. The D pad's terrible on it, but the the sticks are pretty good. So, but it's okay. like seventy bucks. So I don't know if it's yeah. That's why I was that's why I was wondering. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's actually on sale for sixty. But <sighs> look, look up the Hori controllers. Um, they're like thirty or forty bucks. I mean, they're they're cheaper and they're better. Okay, how long's the cable? Oh, I don't even. They're, they're, they're twenty three bucks on Amazon. So I'm not quite sure. You have to look it up. Um. No, they are licensed, But they don't have the... um, Yeah, they work great. They just don't have the motion control. I think that's one thing that kills them. So if it's like... I mean, I don't know if you use motion control. Like, some of the games, actually, like Zelda, it makes a difference, but the rest of them, it doesn't really matter. Uh, Cable's 10 feet. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, But yeah, those controls are pretty good. I I mostly play handheld on that Switch. But, um... Cool. But yeah, what else... Yeah, the Ori game. Oh, I played the Call of Duty, the 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 Battle Royale game. Warzone. Yeah, yeah. It it wasn't too bad. It took me a week to download it. Um, but once <laughs> <I> downloaded, <laughs> um, it, it's, it's it's pretty fun. It's a it. I think with Battle Royale games, like the there's like a downtime to them that I just I can't. I don't know. I, I they're a little too slow for me. I'm just too old or like impatient or something. And um and so like I'll get in the game and like and then the game's over and it's like I gotta like it's like fifteen minutes for the next game starts and stuff. So that's 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 the only critique, but actually playing the game's pretty fun. Like I really enjoy it. I think if I played in teams it'd be better, maybe. Um But uh yeah, it's just a little slow to get into games and then it's they got that battle royale thing where you're like kinda like looking around like, is there anyone near me? And then you like see someone run past you and they're like they don't see you and you're like, Oh, I'm totally gonna kill this guy. Then you run up behind him and kill him. And that's pretty fun. Um, <laughs> I enjoy the narrative, uh, the direction you took there. Dude, I, I, in every game I played, it's either I run past someone who kills me or I kill somebody who runs past me. That's, that's how the game works. Um, so, but it's pretty cool. I like it. The shooting's really fun. It's Call of Duty. You know, it's like basic Call of Duty stuff. So, um, so that was pretty good. Um, and that's like that's the only games I played. Aside for like Mario's pretty great. You guys should all get that game. It's <laughs> so much fun. It consumes uh, immense. I'll get it as soon as I get my PC up and running. Yeah, this like so like this is guy like uh, shiny dude who makes all these like Mario one. So one one is like the first Mario Super Mario Brothers level, and there's all these remakes that people have, and it's like a thing, like a, it's like a meme kind of deal. And so he makes a ton of them. And I, every time he makes one, I try to get the world record on it. And so I've had like, well, I have like world records, like 20 of his levels. And then uh, this big like YouTuber dude, Smashy, like featured one of his levels. So now like the whole world is like, oh shit, I want to play all these levels. So I had to like go and like spend all week trying to retake on my world records (laughs) on all his levels. 
And it's, it's, How'd that it's, go for you? You know, not too bad. I thought it would be worse than it was because, like, this one dude, like, took, like, four or five of them. And I'm like, yo, fuck you, man. And then the first one I realized, like, oh, I, I, because if, once you get it perfect, you can't get it back. If you tie it, you don't get it. So once it's, like, perfectly set. But then I realized, like, oh, this guy's not, like, I was imperfect and this guy's also imperfect because there's weird, like, tech you can use to, like, speed up a little bit here and there. And, um, so I managed to get them all back, actually, as of today. From that guy. I don't know what that dude's name is, but he can go fuck himself. Um, so I got all my world records back from that dude. So that was pretty cool. And he created one. It's, oh, this is so good. So so, so World 1-1 is, your world record is 17 seconds. It's like So like, you know, you fuck up, you just try it again and again and again until you get it right, you know. Um, so he created a world and, I don't know, like the bit, so there's only so much space in the in the game world to to do stuff, but he laid it out so there's a so you can run through World One One basically five times in, in in a single map space, and then it there's these coins you can get to unlock a key and there so he has these coins at the end of the running through five times and there's like four of the coins, something like that. So anyway, at the end you have to go through it 21 times, and he set the timer so each time you have to do it in less than 20 seconds, which is like close to perfect. Like you can screw up a little bit here and there, but too much you're gonna time out, and so it's a seven minute speed run. So it's for seven minutes you're you're trying to play as perfectly as possible <laughs> on the same map over and over again, like laps. And it reminds me of some old like Gran Turismo, like uh, races, which were like like you'd have like a forty five minute race of just like multiple laps of something. Or they had a I swear to God they had like a twenty four hour race in Gran Turismo. Back no, in they the did. They did like yeah. in Forza too. They had like twenty four hour races, and they had endurance races that were like hours long too. Yeah, so it's like that. It's like it's it's nothing is in nothing is actually super difficult to achieve a perfect run, but to kind of like do it over and over and over again twenty one times without screwing up and like maintaining focus is like hard. And it was like a super fun challenge to do that and beat that level. So, which it, abstractly it sounds like the dumbest idea on earth, but it was actually kind of a fun sort of little challenge. So. Dude, I did I did uh, one endurance race on Forza. I believe it was Forza with a controller in my hand, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, that was fucking stupid. I'm never doing that again." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just like that. Yeah. Except I enjoyed it. Except you enjoyed <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. Sort of It'd be different, I think, with there. the wheel. But yeah, controller. Yeah. Okay, um, let's do some Discord questions. Uh, Brisbear, question for the show: What is the thing that triggers Admiral Nips the most in Destiny? Multiple choice question: One, people running away in comp when they have the lead. Two, people being laggy in PvP. Three, jumping as a warlock in Last Wish. Four, jumping as a titan in zero hour. Five, the game just generally fucking him over. So he wrote this question after we uh, did the zero hour heroic. And I spent the better part of the first 20 minute run falling off of the uh, grates outside the, uh, the wall and slowly losing my shit. Um, so... I still think people running away when they have the comp and lead triggers me more, but uh, jumping on my Titan was real rough that night. I was a real, real salty son of a bitch. I'm going to say none of the above. Uh, Calling Admiral Nips on the telephone to give him meatloaf recipes. It's the worst. That does tilt me pretty badly. 
I would say most of the stuff in this podcast probably is more tilting than any of that stuff. So. <laughs> uh, okay, question from Intoxigator, a.k.a. RNG Gator. Question for the show. I heard through the grapevine that 98% of the show is bullshit when Ghost and Nessie are on. Is this true? Um, I mean, that's a pretty positive outlook. On I'm, I'm going to respond to this one as no pale hippo. It is not true, and you should not be saying those things to Gator because he'll put them in our Discord and then call you out when I get into party with you later that day. Mm. I'd say it's closer to 99. But yeah, I mean, yeah, no, totally. pretty generous. Yeah, yeah 90 is generous. Like, I mean, yeah, he's a positive yeah. guy, but come on. Okay. <laughs> By the way, in our Discord, just for reference, I don't know who anyone is anymore, so that's that. Well, most yeah. people like still have their same like username. They just change the display name, so when you add them, you'll be able to see. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, I yeah, changed you... my name too, so the people are probably know who I am. But, but I was going to say, you I don't used know to which be the... gator I'm actually looking at at any moment of the day. So you used to be the king of that. I was like, what fucking stupid name does Cliff have, and why can't I tag him in it? Yeah, I 100 yeah. did that a lot. So I mean, I don't want to like shame anyone because I did that but but I, I don't know who I'm talking to at any point in time so well don't uh, worry there'll be an admin soon enough and then you can ask him in the admin channel and not no. get embarrassed by it he, he is an admin that's what I'm saying oh, anybody yeah. who okay. he doesn't know will become an admin soon enough because oh, yeah, you yeah, give yeah, everyone yeah. the fucking okay. power to be an admin no we're gonna have admin island remember admin when, we, island. when we go to make a new admin we have admin island someone's right. getting kicked off I like that. Okay. oh nice I like that yeah yeah so okay uh, I'm probably the worst admin ever so you could feel free to remove me <laughs> no no see you don't actively hurt I'm looking at you frog <laughs> all I use uh, my admin duties is I just change the names of channels to things that are appropriate so that's my I like that I just control channel names. That's my whole admin prop. I like the ability to treat the announcements channel just like any other channel. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this may be the only thing that triggers me. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, totally side note. Uh, Dave on Hulu or FX, which stars Little Dicky, is hilarious if you like hip hop. I highly recommend watching it. It is worth your time. I uh, I was laughing pretty uncontrollably this week watching the first four episodes. So, looking for a show to watch while you're uh, while you're trapped. That's the one to go. I thought you had a huge dig. Okay. Um. So, boys, I think we should add some music to the playlist. What do you guys think? Absolutely. Okay. So this week, uh, Ben gave us his pick, yes. and it is I Am My Own Doctor by Remo Drive. Look, I wrote it down this time. I was like, oh, shit, what if I just write this down for myself so then I don't have to ask or search for it like an idiot? <laughs> I like it. Uh, I, I, I haven't heard this, but um, the name Remo Drive and the album cover... Um, I'm interested to see what this sounds like. Oh, on the Greatest Hits album. Okay. Uh, Chuck, what do you got for us? Um, okay. I was 
this came on the other day in the whip and uh it just seemed appropriate i don't know like it's just kind of fucked up right now like a lot of shit i think the uh the world needs a lot of healing and uh wake cell song prayers came on itself his new album it's the last song is the new album and man that shit is deep as fuck the first time i heard it like it literally like, brought me to tears and shit but, yeah it's just fucking really good world needs like music like this right now i think and uh, it seemed appropriate i wanted to put on a long time ago never got around to it so yeah prayers but wake self off of ready to live awesome uh admiral lips what do you got for me so i spent uh last weekend binge watching uh goliath on amazon prime and that's the billy bob thornton as a lawyer show and the uh, the intro song to that got stuck in my head, and I ended up listening to it a ton. So it's uh, Bartholomew by the Silent Co- the Silent Comedy, uh, and I would say I'd recommend the show too if you it's like. Yeah, he took his bad Santa character and made it a, a lawyer instead. Hmm. Awesome. Cliff, what do you get for me? <sighs> Sorry. My cat is like fucking the shit out of me. Um, all right, so we got the, this like dope ass album this week that Chuck picked, and it reminded me of um, a, an album that I didn't listen to when I was growing up or anything, but my wife actually showed me. Um, so it's this guru. I don't know if you know. He was from a uh, Gangstar and stuff back in yeah, the day. Yeah, dude. So he has this like Jasmine Taz stuff, which I, for some reason oh, this stuff man. was kind of reminding me of it. Um, and I'm trying to pick, I don't know what song to pick off of it. Um, which one? Which, which album? The first one. Oh, okay. Volume one. What do you think, Chuck? What song should I pick off there? I'm going to ask you. I, think, volume, I like volume two, 10 times one, volume one. All right. What song off volume two? I'm going to ask you. Well, off of volume one, I would say, uh, I think the Backstreet's my favorite one. Backstreet? All right. Let's throw that on there then. Backstreet, which one's that? Is that I on there? That's the name of it. Oh, down the back streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. down, down back the back streets. streets. Oh yeah, yeah. Throw that one on there. That's good. Because I like the whole album. I couldn't decide what to put on there. It's like th- there's a song "La Bien La Mal" with MC Solar that I, it, it's kind of like I was like oh, I just love it, and then I'm like it's kind of corny. I, I don't know what the French dude's saying, but he raps like crazy. Dude, so, Jasmine Tess uh, Two is like my top five albums of all time. Jasmine Tess Two. I gotta check that one out. I haven't even listened to that one. I've, like, like, like whenever we've been doing these album selections and shit, like I thought about going like through all my top albums, but I can't do that because my top album you can't stream it. It's not available on iTunes. You just it's just not there because Tommy Boy a bunch of assholes. But yeah, so I, I mean, I can't talk about my other favorite albums unless I talk about my favorite ones. So Interesting. Cause, cause I saw that Volume Two was on there. And I listened to a little bit of it, but I, I didn't. I didn't know it as well. So, um, Dude, Guru is amazing. Yeah, and I, it just this I'm, this um Black Thought stuff. Just I like I don't know what about it, but it reminded me of it. Like I was like listening to it. I'm like, I don't know. It just brought, I, so I haven't listened to it in years. So I pulled it back up, listened to that as well. So I thought I'd throw something on there. Dude, Guru there. probably has the best like voice i think out of all yeah he's like his voice like that monotone i don't know what it is it's just something just, about it it's, just, like, it's like comforting dude it's, it's so it's clear cool. and like yeah. there's like an yeah i don't know i like it i like him um, dude uh a gangstar song uh was a very close near and dear song the full clip for my yeah. wife and i when we first started uh, yeah. dating yeah, yeah. Yep, dude, Guru is uh, Guru and Gangstar, man. That's 
that's some shit that I really love for sure. Great pick. All right. Um, I, I'm just gonna take, uh, take one from Chuck's pick and I'm adding fentanyl from, uh, streams of thought volume two. Okay. That's a good, that's a good one. Cool. Uh, so we're getting close. We're getting close. We have, uh, 22 hours, 12 minutes, two hours left in the day. And then we're uh, starting a new playlist. So it's getting there. It's getting there. And, uh, next week, uh, you're back with us, Cliff. Hey, get the tea time boys on. Talk a little Mario. Cool. Yeah. It'll be fun. Those guys are doing. Yeah. Those guys are pretty good. They're on Twitch now, so go check them out if you're looking on Twitch. They're super fun. Um, dude, I watch so much fucking Mario Maker on Twitch now. It's like my wife makes fun of me. She tells my like family. She's like, you know, you know what your husband, you know what Jonathan does. He watches fucking video games on TV. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I actually like started watching Twitch again once the trials came back out. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, yeah. I actually like, pulled yeah. it up so I could watch Rambling. I've watched more Twitch uh, since Trials came out than I did for the last like year of Destiny combined. Mm-hmm. Do but yeah, me too. Like I, I uninstalled it. I never went to. I'm like, why is my phone telling me to watch Twitch? I don't fucking watch Twitch anymore. Quit fucking notifying me that people are streaming. I don't care. You know. Oh, so I, I turned like, that shit off. Yeah, no, I could have done that. I was like, or I could just delete the thing. I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking watch it anyways. But yeah, but now yeah. it Trials back. Oh shit! And then I remember like, oh, I have friends that stream too. Look, Dex is on. So I like, hopped in the other day. Yeah. So yeah, I've been, like, I hiding. enjoy it. I've been hiding in the bathroom watching it. <laughs> I mean, not trials, because I don't give a shit about that. But, like, if you want some real gaming, check out some Mario Maker streams, man. Some good Yo, speaking of streams, you seen these uh, these DJs and shit performing, all these all these artists performing live for all the quarantine people? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's yeah, funny. Dude. All the dudes on there are like, they're like, everyone's like not working. I'm like, I was like, I'm working twice as hard as I ever was. <laughs> like, I'll fucking that dude. dude. DJ D Nice had like 180,000 people on fucking Saturday. Oh, shit. Or, I think it was a Friday night. I think it was Friday night, and then he did it again on Saturday. Wow. Or Saturday night and then Sunday, but yeah, fucking, that shit was crazy. It was kind of, the only thing that was annoying, though, is anytime he talked to the camera, like, it cuts out the music in the background, so, like, it's kind of hard to just, like, groove to if he's, like, <laughs> shouting out people in the fucking chat. But yeah, it reminded me of just a straight-up Twitch streamer, you know, like, doing what he's doing, but talking to people in chat while he's doing it, but I don't know. That was cool. That's pretty funny. All right, well, short break on music episodes, but we'll get Cliff's pick in in April. And uh, um, next, uh, yeah. Other than that, guys, it was fun. Ideas. All right, good. Out. You got you have a you have a couple weeks because we're making you come on next week, so you have yeah. a couple weeks yeah. between now and then. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll get it scheduled. And it was a long fucking episode, but uh, thanks for being on tonight, guys. I, yeah. When I edit this, it's going to be like fucking three hours, but it is what it is, right? Yeah. It was a good, it was good album, man. It's good to talk. There, I mean, it was. We've now That's reached the end job. of the show, so if you're hearing me say this, it's probably too late, but your three hours would have been better spent just listening to the two albums uh, back to back to back four times. <laughs> yeah, but what are you going to yeah. do? Go outside? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> just cower in your house and listen to our podcast this podcast and you'll be fine all right no i like the r podcast it's happening it's happening all right just just listen to my voice and everything will be just fine don't worry oh yeah one last brief aside 
Lana got noticed in a random Twitch uh, chat as Lana from Potato Thumbs Podcast this oh, weekend. No way. Really? No uh, and she screenshotted it. It's our old friend Chief Man Down was in there and recognized her. Oh, dude, that's amazing. That's cool. There we go. I didn't get that screenshot. Why didn't she post that in our chat? She I would have loved that. You, I know. She just cares about, about Rob. She cares about me too because she shows on my PV content. That's <laughs> love right there. If that ain't love, I don't know what is, man. Oh. All right, boys. You guys have a good night. And uh, until next time. Peace. Thank you. Adios. <laughs>